really like people really get me mad when it's like they it's like you say things but it's like they don't even listen to the words that come out your mouth they hear what they want to hear right oh i've been saying this yeah bro it's so annoying like i literally said word for word dell beat julius randall 101 and then all the comments is like dell has no chance Duh, why do you even think that he could possibly beat him? I'm like, I didn't say that. I said he literally beat him. <laughs> like, what are you guys talking about? He literally did that. So it's like people are so stuck on their own biases, bro. It's like even when the truth happens, it's like they're they're like how long did it take for people to actually believe Michael uh, Michael Beasley beat LeBron James one on one? Yeah, people you ask enough people that's still in denial about that. Exactly, bro. Like when it comes to that one-on-one game, the the talent gap gets really shorter when it comes to the ta- when it comes to one-on-ones. Which is why I wanted for the All-Star game. There's going to be so much upsets, bro. And all these people are going to be like like Seth is liable to uh Steph Curry is liable to lose to somebody that is probably like on the bench. Like it just it is what it is, bro. And that's yeah, what makes those, it those so stars hard. those stars won't do it simply for that reason. Like Steph isn't about to do a one-on-one to find out that he's going to lose to Aaron Holiday. Like, he's not going to do that. I hate that, though. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that, though? That would be so fun. Like, it's just a game, bro. Like, go out there have some fun. Image protection, I guess. Like, I might imagine LeBron participates in a one-on-one. LeBron would never do that. He don't want to lose. Like, and he then, know he would exactly. Lose and, then, and then you find out that LeBron is losing to Benedict Mafra. Like... It's just not going to be a good image for him. He gets nothing from it. If he beats them, it's, oh, Le- you're LeBron. You're meant to beat them. MJ would beat them. And then he doesn't. And, oh, my God. You call yourself the good? Like, yeah. The NBA matrix is crazy. It's such a big rabbit hole. And it's like, it's so like, it's like, come on, guys. Like, like if somebody can't beat somebody one-on-one, does it take what they can do on the on the five-on-five game? Like, it's just one-on-one. It's meant for that's, fun. That's what I've been trying to say. But people seem to not understand that. Five on five and one on one, they're not the same sport. Just because no. you dribble a basketball, it, you're not playing the same sport. They're completely different. Nah, it is completely different, bro. I hate it's completely different, bro. <laughs> like five on five, bro. I, I hate I hate playing five on five sometimes, mainly because like I don't know how to handle when everybody collapses on me. So it's like it's annoying. But one on one, I love get. I love playing one on one to everybody. One on ones, two on twos, three on threes. But when it comes to five on five, is like so many people all at one point, one spot is like that shit annoying, bro. I'm not gonna lie, I hate it. I hate it sometimes, bro. But anyways, welcome to the show, bro. Welcome to the show, fellas. We got everybody here in the chat. The future is now, old man. It's something that's been coming along recently, bro. Started by Gabe. Shout out to you. The future is now, old heads. Uh, I heard that they was doing a lot of talking on the panel the uh, on Tuesday, man. A lot of talking. Um, yeah, we we disrespect the older generations, so and that's gonna be us one day when we have kids or whatever, or the kids when we're sixty, they're gonna be saying that LeBron was a uh, playing against plumbers, Kobe was playing against plumbers, etc. And then podcasters. Gonna, yeah, and then we're gonna be offended just the way they are offended. That- that's the thing, like, I'm not, I am I won't be offended, though. Like, I won't. I actually can't wait. I can't wait for talks like that. I can't wait to have those talks with my little nieces and nephews about that, mainly because it's, it'll be fun, like, to life. We're all going to get old. 
we're all we we all were young we're all gonna get old it's like we all gonna be put six feet under like it is what it is it's a circle of life and now i don't know why the old heads get so you know sensitive about that it is what it is like wh whatever <laughs> it's whatever doesn't take I, away I, I just find it funny because i know for example 40 years from now if if i have kids or whatever and they start trying to tell me like because i get it that's what you have to do you have to say the older generation was trash but if they say oh steph curry was trash you played against nobodies and then i showed them some steph curry highlights they're gonna change their mind but when we say jerry west is trash and you try to show me some jerry west highlights all that does is confirm what i was saying that's gonna be the difference i'm gonna show you guys steph curry highlights and you're gonna see this guy was cold because he's cold Mm -hmm. these old heads try to show you Jerry West and you're seeing 100 billion, no crossovers, no nothing. Of course, it's going to get taken the mic out of. I don't, I mean, it makes sense. I don't do it unless I'm trolling, but it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I, I feel you like we have to, and that's why I said like, even with some of the, the new generations coming up, I don't see them having such a, uh, having such a turn on this generation, mainly because of like, the things that these guys are doing is like outworldly. You feel me? Like I find it hard. I, I do find it hard to see what else, like what other things that they can improve upon in the game in terms of like skill set, like shooting and dribbling. I think the next step for the uh, evolution of basketball is probably like KDs and Victor Webanyamas and you know big six 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 seven guards playing uh, uh playing on the perimeter a lot six nine six ten. But other than that, bro, is like. The skill set of the NBA is like, there's no way you can sit here and look at Gilbert Arenas, Kobe, um, even Paul George, bro, and just be like, nah, this dude is not trash. But I'm not going to lie. I could just sit here and look at like an Elgin Baylor, the few clips, the few games that he has, or like a uh, John Havlicek too is like, it's nothing crazy. Like, it's just like, uh, it's like, uh, so, you know, we just got to be real with that. I'm going to put the StreamYard link, link in the uh, StreamYard link in the chat right now for you guys you guys get up here bro but it is what it is man like i think we all have to come to terms with this is the future this is the the, the unspoken truth that nobody just wants to admit like at the end of the day we can't deny the fact of evolution bro and because of the players growing up learning from the guys in the past learning from what they did learning on what how they improved in the game it overall creates a better product and then created a better product. I mean, I'm I'm happy with that though. Like when I have my kids and everything, my job as a parent is to make sure that they're better than me without having to go through the struggles that I went through. You feel me? And so, so I will so want them. I will want them to be better than me. I will want the future generation to be better than my generation that came up. I don't know why the old heads need to be mad about that. That the <laughs> players today are just that much better than the players back then because that's what you want. You want the future generations to be better than you. You want the future uh, uh, players to be better than what we had before. So I don't know why we have to sit here and be mad about the fact that these guys are just better. It is what it is. So you think this generation is better than all the previous generations? Like on average and then the great players? Yeah, I will have to. Yeah. So this is the best era of basketball? In terms of like talent? terms of the game being better best ever basketball yeah from the 2000s onward yes i love the 2000s that's a little like my own personal bias but yeah from the 2000s onward i think is the best eras of basketball 
80s was great though. 80s was great. I would say that. 80s was great. 90s was just being dominated, but that was good as well. But I think the 2000s and then the uh, 2000s onward is like, I think those were the best eras of basketball. No love for the 70s? No, no. <laughs> no, it was terrible. Dev, no matter what I say, everybody has their minds made up. This is all because of me. What? <laughs> Leaf, what are you talking about? I don't know what Leaf is talking about. Leaf, what is Leaf? Leaf enjoys talking. I think he's talking about how we changed the um, setup of the show to like one or two people at a time. Because oh, because Leaf took all the screen time, so we was at. Oh, let's no, change no, that. No, 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 no. Dub putting twenty five years up against ten years is nasty. Euro, get up here, Euro. I miss Euro, bro. What's good, fam? How you doing, bro? What's good with y'all, bro? Good, good, fam. What you, what you down to talk about today, my guy? I ain't going to front, so I'm down to talk about what y'all were just discussing, but, bro, I ain't going to lie. We got to talk about that man, Steph, bro. Okay. We got to talk about Steph, bro. Bro, I asked this question in the Discord earlier, bro. I think Steph might be the least clutch superstar of all time. <laughs> like, when I, like, bro, like, you can't tell me it's not a problem. All right, let's agree on this. Let's agree on this. Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. It's not even close. I mean, yep. Larry Bird, I mean... Oh, whatever. Why Larry Bird's the best. Steph, exactly. But why is it whenever Steph takes a game-winning shot, I never fear he's going to make make it. Never. I saw him take a wide-open mid-range shot on a Wednesday night against the Timberwolves last night and then miss it and then get outplayed by Nazir Reed in overtime. I just can't, bro. The man is just like, when I watch Steph, bro, he's the greatest front runner I've ever seen. He's great, bro. Don't get me wrong. But the man, like... Dub, let me give it to you in, in this analogy, bro. Let's say if y'all was fighting, right? Let's say you and your guys was fighting at the bar. Steph the nigga, he gonna wait. Sorry, far, sorry for my language. He gonna wait. He gonna wait for you to knock somebody out, for him to run up on the nigga and then kick him while he's down and say, yeah, make it seem like he did something. That's what Steph is, bro. I don't, like, I don't fear him, bro. Like, when he knows everything's going right, he gonna you know he gonna dance around. He gonna sleep and everything. Gonna hit like the that. big shots. Yeah, but when the pressure's applied and, and when people look at him like, no, I'm here. Like I'm not going nowhere. He folds, bro. And then they always make an excuse for him. The man is two in what, like fifteen, and is in like last five years in overtime. That's not it, bro. He's zero and eight in his last eight overtime games on the road. He is not a closer, bro. How are you one of the greatest scorers of all time? And I don't fear you closing games. His, they act like him hitting a shot to put him up nine with three minutes left is clutch. That's not clutch, bro. That's not, bro. So what are we doing here, bro? Like, I'm just, he's just not one of them to me, bro. They can make it seem like all they want, but I don't fear him, bro. He gets, he gets to put his head down. He gets to be quiet. His fans, they look and they say, well, you know, he's running around all game, so it makes sense by the end of the game that it's that. I don't give a damn about none of that. Get the job done. Mm -hmm. They always say, oh, it's tired. His arm hurts, bro. I don't care, bro. He's getting outplayed by Nazir Reed in overtime, bro. Like, it's, it makes no sense, bro. It Isn't it funny how Clay he missed the most time in these last few years, right? And that's when their overtime record so works. Why? Because Clay's the closer, bro. Even the 3-1 lead against the Thunder, who was responsible for the game that sent into a game seven? Clay, bro. Mm. Like, what is Steph's big, like, moment? Where is his 29 points straight like LeBron? Where, where is his moment like Clay? Where is it, bro? I don't see it. I see him having good efforts, and they lose still. I saw him drop 49 against the Raptors in the finals and lose, bro. He's just 
He's he's just not one of them. Bro. He's not that guy. He's not that guy, bro. He's not, bro. It's, it's Mars. Sad. What do you got to say to that, Mars? What do you got to say to that, Mars? I don't. I don't fully agree, but I don't fully disagree. I mean, I think Snef's had moments. I mean, I'd argue Game Four in the finals last year was a big moment. Yeah, I the think. forty-three. Yeah, I'll give you that. But even, bro, even that, I, I feel like, bro, they did not fear the Celtics, bro. I really feel like they knew when the Celtics got there. They said, okay, once once this series gets late, and they saw Jason Tatum game one, they said, oh, yeah, he's not ready. This man, this man texting deceased people before the game, he's not ready for us, bro. Like, he's not, bro. He's he's just, they, they know when everything's going right that they got to get the job done. But once that pressure gets applied, bro, he folds. I feel bro. you. I feel you, bro. He I really folds. feel you, bro. So, so, Steph, so Steph I was front it. running last year because he knew Boston won a threat. So he was just front running the whole series. I feel it's like, bro. It's like Mars. Like, it's like if he played, if he played the Bucks, he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have had a series like that. Because he's not nah, Mars. You gotta think about it like oh. this. You gotta think about it like this. Okay. It's like it's like when you coming up, you've been in the league for a while. You know, it's like you looking at the cells. Like, oh, those like those my little bros. Like, those my little bros. Oh, so he was, like, he was he was playing, playing more chilled. He was relaxed. He was yeah, playing. Yeah, he was playing against my little bros. I don't really got worry about this. He got socked one good time. It's like, oh, then he's like, okay, let me get serious a little bit. And what happened? What happened against the 2018 Rockets? What happened against the 2018 Rockets, right? Mm-hmm. A team that was challenging them. What he what was he doing before uh uh CP3 got hurt? It wasn't great. It was not great. It when was CP3 terrible. was dancing in his face. Was CP3, when CP3 got hurt, exactly. That Steph started going bananas. What hmm. about what about what about game six 2019 where he had 33 in the second half? Is that not closing a series, closing a game? Who was that against? Houston. When KD, I when remember, KD went yeah, I down. I do remember that game. Like, that, see, I'm not – but here's the thing, Morris. I'm not saying there's no moments. What I'm saying is people are already trying to make the argument that this man is a top 10 player ever, that he's the greatest point guard of all time. And they just make it seem like he just does this all the time. And I'm just sitting here like, no, bro. Like, in my opinion, more oftentimes than not, bro, Steph is not closing. He's not getting the job done. When his team's up 15, or even when his team's down 15 in the third quarter, Steph is good. But whenever it's a close game, me personally, speaking as a person who's watched this man since early Golden State days, everything like that, the man, I just don't think he has that killer instinct, bro. And I hate using terms like that, but I really don't think he I feel you. Likes that moment, bro. I, I really. I'm taking think... Iguodala. I'm taking Iguodala, bro. 100. percent Man. <laughs> Man. I feel you, bro. Well, I think this is. I, I think, and that's why, like, when Andrew Iguodala made that take, like when he said it, I always got confused on why everybody hated him so much. Because in my head, I'm like, I didn't think he was wrong for saying that. Like, but you were also to... a known Steph Curry hater at the time. I am a known Steph Curry hater, but even and then I looked into Andrew Iguodala. He when it comes to like uh, uh uh game winners or like buzzer beaters and everything, he's up there with like Melo and like Paul Pierce. Like Iguodala does have that. I've seen Iguodala show up in the clutch before, and like Stephen Curry is like, I don't see Stephen Curry really like answering those calls like that. I mean, that's just something I've seen for his whole entire career. He's a front runner, which is why I say Katie Katie saved this man's legacy, bro. Bro, his his, his only legacy. buzzer beaters against the Rockets, bro, and like a game that nobody cares about, like the middle of February of last year. Like he's just so. Why'd you care so much about this game in February and against the Timberwolves? Because I'm just sitting, I'm watching it, bro, and I'm just sitting here like, I'm just sitting here like, there's no way they're gonna lose this game. So when it steps wide open for that mid range shot at the end of the game, I'm like, bro, there's no way he's gonna miss this. And if he does miss it, he's gonna make up for it in overtime. Then I watch overtime, bro. The man's body language just doesn't. 
it just doesn't do it for me, bro. Like he just looks like he'd be rattled by the moments. Even mm-hmm. that's just how it appears to me. He looks like he's he'll be rattled by the moments, bro. They Man, haven't that... won an OT game in a very long time. It... Really? When's the last time they won an OT team? I, I don't. The weather well, record in OT games, I believe it was like I saw out of his last like thirteen. He's like one of thirteen. Is like his last five OT games, bro. One of thirteen. Damn, that's crazy. He's like he's not even. I don't know what it is, bro, but he doesn't get the job done. And there's always something with stuff. There's always an excuse. And they bring up, you know, certain moments. I'm not saying it never happens, but I'm saying more times than not, I'm going to live. Like, there's no way in the world. I would never say I'll live with Ray Allen taking the last shot. I'll live with Reggie Miller taking the last shot. I'm saying it now. I'll live with Steph Curry taking the last shot. I don't give a damn. The nigga can pull up from 30 feet. He can pull up from 25. I feel like he's going to miss it eight times out of 10. Mm, Mars, what you got to say about your favorite player, man? I don't think Steph Curry's my favorite player, but um, <laughs> I I don't. Wait, 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 wait. How are you a Golden State Warriors fan if Steph or Katie? Because they were they were they were the best team in the in the league, and I was bandwagoning. That's why I'm not a Golden oh, State wow. fan anymore. Okay, okay. But um, I think I think it makes sense because when when you're like Steph, and you you generate so many of these difficult shots, because once you get down into the clutch field goal percentage actually starts to matter. It's just about how many shots you can make. It's about how accurate you can be. Whether or not you're taking a mid-range shot or free, whatever, you need to be making more shots than you miss. So if you have a high field goal percentage, it's valuable. That's why people who can create in the mid-range get get a look from anywhere. That's why KD is so viable in the clutch because he can get a mid-range shot off on anyone and it's just an efficient look. Steph Curry's creating so many inefficient looks for himself, like from a field goal percentage standpoint, that when it's late in games and he's still taking these step back sidestep frees, and you notice more when he's making them only 38% of the time because you because you only get like two or three of those opportunities, which means he's missing two out of three. And if he's just having an off night, he misses three out of three. And then you're like, well, this guy keeps missing. He can't create the same looks from mid-range as a guy like KD can. Like last night when I was watching the game. He looked completely terrible from mid-range because every time he's trying to create for himself, he's off balance. He's trying to shoot over the top of somebody. He can't create the easiest looks for himself in those situations, which is why, like, the only guy who I'd say is really an exception is, like, Damian Lillard. He seems to be able to make those crazy step-back, sidestep frees. But then even him in the playoffs, I mean, yeah, it's kind of suspect after the first round. But it's like when you can't create those easy looks for yourself, it's kind of hard to be efficient or accurate when the games are closing because teams are going to be able to take away the easiest looks and he can he basically lives off of the difficult ones so that's why i think you can see how much he misses and it's more noticeable more glaring okay but wouldn't that wouldn't that that would hurt his clutch gene though oh yeah i'm not i'm not arguing it doesn't hurt i'm just explaining why i think it why i think that's the case because for example like ray allen yeah you trust him to take a last shot but mm-hmm. when, when we think about Ray Allen for the most part, I know you have the Seattle and the Bucks days, but when you think about Ray Allen for the most part, those l- last-minute shots, they're created for him. It's not He's not creating for himself. He's not taking these crazy outlandish shots or being double-teamed or having to create from 30 feet, top of the key, off a of pick-and-roll, etc. So the looks he's getting naturally are easier. So, yes, I think he is more likely to make a shot if there's five seconds left. I think that's more likely, but I also think if he had to create for himself from free, he'd also sh- have similar struggles. That's just me. 
Why okay. do people? Why do people put words in people's mouth? Uh, I see a chat from Deco saying, "But to say he has no moments to straight cap." He, he literally uh, said, I, "I'm not he, saying that." Yeah, yeah he no, he literally I, said bro. he's not saying that, bro. All he said is just when it comes to Stephen Curry, it's like especially late in games, we haven't He'll seen enough moments. It. You're gonna live with him shooting. We haven't seen enough moments of him stepping up to that plate and. You know, that's just something about people's game. We just have to be real with what happens. You got Steph Curry fanboys or just people just don't like the truth, bro. When people speak the truth, they get sensitive about it. So, iOS, I'm glad you, you brought the truth today, bro. I really do. No Appreciate problem, you, bro. brother. I hey. was watching that game of extreme disappointment. He got a turnover in the fourth quarter in the backcourt. I was out. I was like, yeah, this guy, this guy just don't want to be here at this point. Like, he's just trying to. He was playing for Minnesota at that point. I was like, okay. exactly, bro. It, bro. <laughs> Similar crazy. things happened against Boston as well. Um, Couple weeks ago, fourth quarter and overtime exactly. against Brooklyn, he sold. I was exactly. saying, it, I was saying it in Discord the last few weeks. Steph Curry ain't been closing games; it's been real bad ever since he came back from the injury. <sighs> Man, want to listen to Mars? We shall see. Hey, appreciate you for pulling up, bro. We are gonna get some other guys up here, but thank you for no problem, our bro. Takes, bro. Appreciate y'all. Right, Peace. Oh shit! I mean, oh shoot. Nah, you good, Desto. Let me read some super chats yeah. before you go at it. So, Steph sure. ain't hit that shot against OKC. Steph didn't close out the Celtics game four from Deco. Uh, that's the same person I addressed. <laughs> I'm not going to say the same thing. Leaf Diggy, buddy, saying everything that I said at Leaf4788. I believe that's his YouTube, so go check that out. Big Ox Bob. He said what? I think he wants the link. Oh, he wants the I mean, the link's in the chat. Join up, Leaf. No way y'all value game winners like this from Big Ox Bob. <laughs> it's just about being clutch, man. That clutch I do think there's more to being clutch than just game winners. but I think so, too. But I, when it comes to even big shots down the stretch, it's like, it's like Curry, bro. It's like when I be watching games, it's like I don't see it enough from you, bro. Like I'm not that scared from you. I've seen Dame. I've seen Dame go crazy, crazy in the clutch. And it's like I'm more afraid of Dame than Stephen Curry in the clutch. 100%. Another super chat, Mar. I can't say your name, bro. I'm not. I'm not gonna try. I'm sorry. Mars be a man, but senile ticket. Put senile ticket in his place. Oh, I'm, I'm not a man, so why would I be something I'm not? Oh Jesus Christ, Mars! Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> y'all been going at it. Desto, what's up, bro? What you got to say today? Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, I do wanna. I I kind of wonder though, like why do um, like older generations kind of fight evolution? Because, like, I mean, that's just a part of how, like, humans uh, go, and I think basketball just follows suit. Like, um, the people from back then, from the 70s, the 80s, 90s, they, like, paved the way for how the game is now. So I don't see why, like, it's so why – they, why they fight so hard on the fact that players today are just, are just like, better – you know, I mean, any, I mean, I know there are outliers and there's like there's players who games will stand the test of time, especially like MJ. But like, like the distance these people can shoot from, the level of uh, ball handle, the athleticism, like they just come with being a human. In like ten years, these players gonna be better than the ones we we watching now. So, and that, that's why for me personally, like I compare based on errors, where whether than comparing um guys from now than the guys to the 90s because i don't think it's it's realistic it's different rules it's different uh levels of competition um it's just so many factors so i rank based off like errors because it's like 
I mean, that's just how that's just how the game is. People rank also. people rank based off errors mainly because they know that the product of today is better than the product of back then, which is why they do it like that, in my opinion. And they they do take into account the rules in play. I do think the reasoning on why the old heads do get offended because there's a lot of kids out there that they be being disrespectful as hell with it saying. Uh, they can't play basketball. Frauds, yeah. No, no, no. That's a that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. But you talk about like the plumbers and stuff like that. So you gotta put it like this. Put it in their perspective. Like you coming up, somebody's uh, crapping on your uh, favorite player, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, saying they played against plumbers and then they're plumbers themselves. Uh, it's just by naturality. I mean, just by like human nature, bro. You're just gonna push back on that mainly because you favored those guys. You grew up on those guys, so you're gonna. Mm-hmm fight back on that and try to mm-hmm. prove these guys wrong off of your personal biases of what ha- of what you grew up on and that's why they just take it so personal i think all the old heads know that the product of today is better than the product of back then but when you have guys they're so stuck in their own personal bias towards these guys that it's like when they do hear guys try to disrespect what they grew up on it just naturally just makes them want to push back on it that's they it like, they like hold on to the nostalgia it's not hold on to the nostalgia, but it's like, let's say, have you ever had something, have you ever had somebody tell you something that was the truth, but in a nasty way that made you still want to argue with them? No. I'm logical. Never. So I'm logical. So no. So it's like, oh my God. It's like, it's like, oh my God, I don't know how to explain this. I mean, let's say if you bad at, let's say if you, let's say if you bad at your job, right? Let's say if you bad at your job. Okay. And somebody comes up to you like, Bro, you really ass at your job. Like you're terrible, bro. Even though that you know you ass at your job, some a lot of the times, based off the tone in which people are talking to you, with, you're gonna push back on it and try to defend it. Even though you know the truth, you're just by natural, by uh, uh, just by your own offense, you're gonna push back on it. Like, I mean, it I is can. What it is. I can understand that, but if if I know I'm bad, then I'm not gonna. I'm. I wouldn't push back. But that you know, not a lot of people. I, I understand that. <laughs> Not a lot of people are like that. A lot of people do get offended, even though that they do suck at their job. I've seen yeah. numerous times where they get offended when people call them out that they suck at their job. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was just arguing with some people at my job the other day, and I was telling I was telling them, and I don't know they was getting on getting on my case, but I, I honestly believe this. I think this era has, uh, well, I mean, offense of course, but I feel like this era has the better defenders, and I I would. I can I can preface that by saying it's harder to play defense in this era. Like it's extremely harder. And I feel like being able to limit somebody to 20 points, like at least even 25 points is like uh, it's like you did a, a great defensive job because um you have to it, like being able when you see somebody being able to shoot from 40 feet efficiently, 35 feet, like that is like that's ridiculous. And um, I know y'all was arguing the other day on the panel about um, guarding on the perimeter and the post, and I feel like the perimeter is harder, but protecting the paint is is hard. I don't think y'all y'all mentioned that. Like per- protecting the paint versus guarding the perimeter is harder because you gotta cover guys from you. Everybody really comes to the paint to try to score. That's the most efficient shot in the game. So being an elite paint protector, and especially in today's era, it's hard because everybody can dribble, everybody can shoot, everybody can pass, everybody can drive. So. Like I know it's I know people say oh people don't play defense nowadays well it's like extremely harder to play defense nowadays so you the ones that do like they like hats out to you because it's 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 difficult mm-hmm. as hell facts Mars what you gotta say bro um I ag- 
agree it's harder to play defense today, not just because of the rules, but I was watching I was watching the 05 finals like a few hours ago. I was watching, I think it was maybe game one. I was watching the 05 finals. That's Detroit and San Antonio. Detroit, Detroit and San Antonio. So the two best defensive teams in the league that year. And then mm. I was I was watching how well they were both defending. Um I think the Detroit Pistons scored like 70 points or something. And then I was watching, I was like, for example, there was a transition play that like really stuck out to me. It was it was a three on two for Detroit. They had three, San Antonio had two back. And San Antonio deflected it out of bounds. But I was like, if that happened today, you'd have the two people running the wings. They wouldn't be running towards the rim. They'd run to the three-point line. That's why you can't stop these three-on-two anymore. Because everyone, instead of running to the paint and clogging up the lanes and making these passes easier to deflect, they would have spread out and gone to the three-point line. And then the two players would have had to make up their mind whether or not they're going to stay in the paint and you give up an open three. Or if they're gonna go to the shooters and then leave a open a wide open lane for a dunk, that doesn't mean that those guys are better defenders. It means their job was made easier by the fact the lack of shooting in the NBA made it so in those situations everyone's going for a layup. So I'm I'm watching. I'm like, that would never have worked today if that was Golden State and you have Stephen Clay running the wings with Draymond down the middle. That's not that's not getting deflected. It's just not. But the spacing allows for those yeah. teams to really benefit because. No one's worried about Lindsey Hunter spotting up for free. So it was like those type of things they really stood out to Shout me. Out to like, he could play some defense though. So yeah, the literally the only reason he was on the court. So <laughs> I was I was like, that's 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 those are the things that stick out to me when I think about the difference in eras. Like I understand what made defense so valuable at that time, but I can also understand that when people say, Oh, no one plays defense today, I'm like, these old teams that you guys love to hype up, and I, me included, I hype up these great defensive teams. Their defenses wouldn't. It's not like they just have a hundred and one defensive ratings today. They they'd also be giving up these points because the offense is so good. It's borderline impossible to get as many stops as you were back then. That's just something that should just be logical. Agree, especially like the fast break you you described. I probably rather give up the Draymond layup than a Stephen Clay three because like exactly. Like- <laughs> it's like it's like pick your poison at that point. Like back then, it was just everyone's going for a layup. All you got to do is protect the paint. You got Ben Wallace, Tim Duncan, Rashid Wallace, etc. Like, mm-hmm. it's easier to be a great defensive team at that time. And I'm not taking anything away from them because they yeah. were some of the greatest defensive teams. But in today's game, do I think they'd be the best defensive teams? Maybe. Do I think they'd be all time great? Maybe. But would their defensive ratings look the same? Absolutely no. not. That's Absolutely just how the game not. is. Yeah, and, and that's why it's it's hard, very hard to compare. Like I remember people was like, you know, Rudy Gobert the other year, but. Oh, he can't switch out on perimeter. He can't do this. He can't do that. Well, and they say he don't deserve his defensive player of the year awards. Well, if you look back at the other, like when the Kimbe and Ben, uh, not Ben, I was about to say Ben Simmons, Ben Wallace was winning defensive player of the year. He was solely a paint protector. He didn't have to do all this switching. He didn't have to guard like a, a five out. So it's it's different levels. So you can't just like I, I, I'm 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 not a fan of hypotheticals at all. But I know Ben Wallace and the Kimbe in this in this era, they would not have been as effective as they were because of just the spacing that Rudy Gobert has to face in this era. So I feel like it's pointless to compare. I feel like we should just compare based off the era. Nah, our era is better, man. We could be both that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyways, I'm gonna get some other guys up here though. Appreciate right. you for coming up here, bro. Be easy. Uh let me read some super chats real quick before we get some people on. Uh we got a did I can't say his name. I'm going to call you A. A, bro, you disappoint the, that man, mad disrespectful. I think he was talking about the Steph Curry guy. No, I think he was J- talking about me and Ticket and when I said I'm not a man. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Jason the Kid, Mars, 
from what years would would you say would you say the Spurs was a dynasty? And Iverson over Harden, the most choking player ever. Um, the Spurs for me were a dynasty from 03 to 07. So they won in 03, they then lost in 04, won in 05, lost in 06, won in 07. If that was like the most dynastic years, I'd say that. If you wanted to throw 99 in there, maybe, but it's hard to have a dynasty when there's a free P in between your run. So I'd say 03 to 07 is when the Spurs were like at their peak. But if you wanted to say they were a dynasty for 15 years from 99 to 2014 and they just had dips and etc., like Golden State from 2015 to 22, how they had the two-year dip, I guess. But if I had to pick any set of years, it would be the three championships from 03 to 07. And no, James Harden's better than the guy. Okay. Dub is this guy hates ticket. Dub is describing <laughs> ticket TV right now. Dub, real quick, uh from G Man, drop your top five pure scores of all time. Uh I'll have Kobe, MJ, KD, Kyrie, and then in the fifth spot, I'm I'm stuck between like we're talking about pure T-Mac. scores. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking about T Mac and Mello. I'm stuck between T Mac. I'll go both of them with Kyrie, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, for pure yeah. scores? Mm-hmm. Both of them over Kyrie? I'm easy. not mad at No, I'm not going to say easily, yeah. but yeah, I've got them both over Kyrie. I'm not mad at that, but I got... I'll do six. I'll have Melo T-Mac right there. No love for Audrey Mello? No. no, no, not at all. Not at all. That's the youngest think they are better and smarter than everybody before them. I think old heads dislike the arrogance more than anything. I was that way once. I understand now that I have two sons from Big Ox Bob. We'll have to do that. Go follow... Another super chat from Lewis down. Lewis is down. Go follow Mars Talk Sports for Black History Month. Mars oh. started up a YouTube channel. Mars, drop yes. that YouTube link. Drop that YouTube link in the chat, bro, for everybody. Go follow you at, bro. Oh, okay. Give your boy some support. Yo, what's good with you, Jaden? How you feeling today? Thank you for letting us get through the super chats, man. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? I just, um, I just had a quick question. I just wanted to know if y'all think that what is all said and done, Giannis is going to be the greatest international player of all time. Nope. Nah. That's, no. Akeem. That's Akeem. And this is going to stay that way. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how he could supersede Hakeem Olajuwon and just what he brought to the game. Uh, I think the run I think the run that uh Hakeem had in both the times he went to the chip and won was more impressive than what uh, Giannis did in 2021. Uh, the defense that Hakeem Olajuwon provides is way better than the defense Giannis provides as well. Um, scoring and like playmaking, maybe you have an argument for Giannis, but I, I just don't see him ever being better than Hakeem Olajuwon, in my opinion. Yeah, Hakeem's just a better player to me. Better defensively, better scorer, better playoff translation, more impactful. The longevity, I still think, is going to favor Hakeem in the long run because I don't know how much Giannis is going to sustain this without and improvements with his outside shot or changing his game. But that might be dependent on Coach Bud. So um, for me as Hakeem, I think Giannis can be number two. I think he'll pass Dirk in a few years. Um, yeah. Who else, who else am I thinking of? Who else I think he already else? passed Dirk. Eh, peak, peak for peak, yeah, I'd say. But career totality. Ah, yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. Who else Jokic's going to be in there too. Jokic will be in there too. There's Jokic, Jokic is entirely him. dependent on his defense. If Jokic just is still a defensive liability in the playoffs, he's going to go down as someone who's people are going to say he underachieved. But that's all. That just depends. Um, do people consider? I mean, 
do people consider Patrick Ewing an international player? I don't know. I don't think they do. Because where's Ewing born, from? He was born in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So I don't sure, think I they do. Because he played. No, no. Wait, Patrick Ewing. Did he ever play in Team USA or no? I don't think about it. If he <sighs> played for Team U- if he played for Team USA, then no. I just remember Patrick- him at Georgetown. Yeah, he played in Georgetown. Chat, chat, help us out. Uh, yes, Patrick, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he, he did, did play for Team USA. Yeah, so yeah, he got a. So the same reason Tim Duncan's not an international player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then Kyrie yeah, I think, I think I think I think Giannis can go down as number two. It'll, it'll, Hakeem will most likely be number one. I'm not going to rule it out, but I think Hakeem will most likely be number one. Then right now you got for me it'll be Yan- Hakeem. Right now is one. Dirk is number two. Number three is Giannis, and then number four. I don't know, like Manny Ginobili or something. I don't know, but I think Manny Ginobili. I I can't think of the top of my head. I don't know. So if you say someone else who's better, Steve Nash. Steve Nash, yes. Um, I forget Canadians count as international players. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think he'll go down as number two. He could be number one, but number two is where I'd say I like. I'm certain. Do you guys think that Luka Doncic will ever uh surpass any of those guys? He could surpass the Yeah, I honestly do. Y'all don't think you can surpass Hakeem? Luca. I got Hakeem borderline top five. It's gonna be tough to surpass Hakeem. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I got him four. Because Hakeem brings it on both ends on both sides of the ball. Luca's just one side of the ball. But so my yeah. question to you Luca guys on that one side of the ball is my, my secondary yeah. question to you guys then is do you guys do you guys think there'll ever be a point in time where like uh just a one sided player will ever be a top five player in NBA history? Because a lot of people's general consensus top five is like LeBron, uh, Kareem, MJ, Kareem, MJ, Kobe, I uh, guess. Kobe, uh, okay. people have magic. People have magic in that top five. Magic's one sided. Magic does. Yep, magic. I've does. heard magic more than I've heard Kobe. Yeah, ma- magic's like magic. See, the thing is, yeah, not to disrespect old heads again, but they're very big on this two way player thing. Especially like MJ's a better defender than LeBron. Kobe's a better defender than LeBron. That's the last time I'm talking about LeBron. But then it's Magic Johnson, and all of a sudden the defense just doesn't matter. Or they'll try and fool you, fool the masses into thinking Magic Johnson wasn't was anything less than at best average. They tried to fool you into thinking Magic Johnson was a good defender. He wasn't. Like nothing would point to Magic Johnson being a good defender. But they try they try and trick you and mind bend things. <laughs> Into oh, Magic Johnson played the send, played the five in the nineteen eighty finals. Like, come on, man! Like, Magic Johnson wasn't a good defender. We can all admit that. Just admit that you're being, you're either being biased or you're being inconsistent. Either one is fine. Just admit one of them because it's both. You trying to trick us into saying Magic Johnson wasn't a mid defender is like, come on. I think it's both though. I think it's on top of being biased and uh, how, having nostalgia and being inconsistent because a lot of old heads they don't apply the same energy energy to everybody bro and it, it, it it's really upsetting bro magic johnson in my opinion i do reward defenders like everybody in my top five has a good ability to play defense as well and the guys who's really one-sided is kind of on the lower end of my top 10 list mainly because it's like i do reward being a two-way threat i think that greatly impacts the game but a lot of old heads for magic johnson would just sit here and think that that shit doesn't matter and it's like it's weird it's weird to me yeah, Wait, so especially, does, especially considering Larry Bird was a better defender, but it's fine. Larry Bird was a better defender too. What about say, Jaden? You said your top five had like like the first five is like like two way players. 
And the only guy, is like... yeah, the only guy that's maybe not considered two way, but I still think he did bring a lot of uh, good things defensively is Shaq. But then after Shaq, oh, I have okay. Tim Duncan and then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, yeah, Tim Duncan. Depends, yeah, Tim Duncan at six. Yeah, I have Tim Duncan at six. I yeah. did not know that. No. I like Tim Duncan. Like I yeah, just, I didn't know that. yeah, I like. I just don't like when y'all say uh, he's better than Kobe. That's all. Tim Duncan's not better than Kobe. I don't think he's better than Kobe at all. But yo, Jaden, appreciate you, bro. I'm gonna get some other guys up here, bro. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. You be easy, brother. You too. Man. I did not know you had Tim Duncan that high. I do. He was always the top six, top seven. He fluctuates between him and Kareem. Uh, <laughs> hey, Dezo, let me uh, read off these super chats real quick, and then we could get into it. Alex Martin, offensive bags are better now than they were back then, making older guys look like they were straps, but not many people had a bag. I mean, if, if you want to get, like, real crazy, just look at what Grant Hill was doing to the Chicago Bulls team. So I'm just saying, like, he was probably one of the first, like, six, seven-plus dudes who was really, like, quick kind of crossover all of those things and he was giving the bulls nightmares penny hardaway as well was kind of giving the bulls nightmares as well so i'm i'm not about to say that that's why these teams were so great defensively but some of those taller wings when they did start to come along these all-time great defenders did start to look kind of suspect but i feel you on that i feel that's you on what that I'm who else who said that gilbert Arena said that <laughs> Gilbert oh Arenas yeah, Gilbert Arenas did say that. But yeah, just just go just go watch those Detroit teams play the Bulls. Just like Grant Hill was giving them problems. Grant Hill was giving him problems. G man, does pure score just mean jump shooter? Um, when you say pure score, score, I'm thinking like bag talk. I'm not even gonna hold you. I can think about bag, your post game, uh, your dribble moves, your shooting touch, uh, things like that. Your finishing, I I include all of that into one. What does, what, does, what does Paul George have to do to get into those conversations? Paul George is dope, but I think it with him is like, I don't, Paul George is nice. I think he deserves some creds. He's like an underrated guy. Paul George is weird because the eye test tells you he's one of the best scorers in the league. And then you look and you look at how much he's scoring and how efficiently he's scoring. You're like, it's, it's, it just doesn't match up. Like Paul George has had one like crazy elite, like high volume scoring season. Everything else is like 23 points a game. And then the efficiency always varies from like slightly positive to maybe slightly below. And then in the playoffs is similar. It's like this guy scores so like well from everywhere, but it never seems to equate to like it's not Kawhi consistent. Leonard, Kawhi Leonard numbers. I'm like, why is that? I just it's Paul George is a weird one. Yeah, I, I think he lacks he lacks a lot of consistency, which is why not a lot of people think of him so highly. Melo, he consistently gave buckets. T-Mac consistently gave buckets. Kyrie and all these guys consistently gave buckets. But PG is like, there's like some nights he's on and then some nights he's off. I think it could be a mental lapse in my opinion. Sometimes that could be a mental thing where it's like, that's just his mentality. It is what it is. One more super chat. Mars, I'm so disappointed in you, man. Your loving father ticket from Skip. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. What's good, Dezo? What you got to say today, my guy? Yo, man. Uh, first and foremost, uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, actually, Paul George was my favorite uh, player back in 2013 when he was going up against LeBron in those in those uh, Eastern Conference Finals runs, man. Those great times. Uh, first and foremost, though, uh, I just want to say, Dub, you know, I, I've watched your progression on the show, you know, <laughs> since you were like – like back in 2021 and you were making all these hot takes about like 
uh, and y'all were doing like drafts and all that. Mm-hmm. And to see your progression from then all the way to now is pretty great. But it's just, yeah. it's just one thing, man. It's like this whole disrespecting old heads thing, man. It's like <laughs> growing up, you know, I was, I was always taught to respect my elders, and I know what y'all are gonna say, like respect is earned, not given. But uh, my thing is, it's just. I, I watch a lot of, you know, old head media and all that. And yes. I don't <laughs> I don't think to myself, like, are these guys trying to manipulate me to try and, like, say these guys are greater than what they are? It's just, to me, it just comes off as they just want to give their takes on the basketball that they've seen. And I just take in the information like that, you know. I don't try to, like, be like, oh, yeah, y'all lying, you know, y'all ain't shit, y'all wasn't those guys aren't actually overrated. Like, I just don't, I just don't ever take it like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, My whole thing I mean, is, per- oh, okay, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. That's I want you to finish. I mean, me personally, you know, me and my friends, they always joke about how like, I'm, I'm like the old head, young, young dude in the, in the I get those, I get those yeah, same. We can talk, we can, we can talk. I, I get, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to lie. I get those yeah, same yeah. jokes. I get those same jokes too. Yeah, because, you know, I always tell them how great Michael Jordan was. Mm-hmm. And they always tell me how great LeBron is. And I'm like, but at Michael Jordan's peak, at Michael Jordan's peak, I just think he was a better overall player, you know. I feel you. I feel you. Um, I guess the whole old media thing is... I'll be honest, it probably kind of stemmed from me and Fluent's rivalry. Um, <laughs> but then other than that, it's just a lot of, because it's just hearing just a lot of lies that that's told from the old media nostalgia. It's just, it's something I hate. I hate hearing. I don't like people. I don't like people who lie, right? I don't. It's, it's a difference between lying and saying like, saying the wrong thing when you didn't even know. Like sometimes that happens to me. I'll say something wrong that I didn't know. But a lot of these guys just be straight dead ass lying about who these players are and in my head is like if you've seen this growing up you've seen these players for who they are why are you lying about these guys magic johnson is a good one it's a lie he wasn't a good but, defender but, but did magic but did magic not play defense or was he just like not he was average eight? at best i they, feel like because somebody said that uh magic led the league in steals like you know, and, and James Harden and Curry were, were high steel guys. Curry, Nobody looks at them. Allen, Allen Iverson has led the league in steals. Allen Iverson led the league in steals, too. I didn't think he but was I don't, a good But I don't defender. think you would consider – would you consider Allen Iverson like a, a bad yes, defender? Yes, yes, yes. I would consider him a bad defender. I'm, I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. When you're, li- when you're a guy who can consistently get picked apart and keyed in on, like for your liability on defense, I don't, I don't consider you a good defender. Allen Iverson and Stephen Curry did fall in that category. You can say they were at, you can talk about their off ball kind of made them average, but they were still bad in my head. And Magic Johnson fell under that category as well. He fall, he's under the same clause. He's a guy where, yes, he was good off ball defender. You know, he, he tried to play his role and try not to mess up whatever they had going on, but teams would try to pick him apart, which is I why like they it's had hard to be a, a great defender as a point guard, you know, because CP3 was when you're when you're six nine, it should be a lot easier, but. It should be. He can even. He can even. But then, but then again, you're, he, Magic was Johnson was slow footed. You know, he couldn't stay in yeah, front that, of those, those smaller guards. You know. So. And what, that, what, what, what can I do about that? That's just he wasn't that good. <laughs> he had the limitations, yeah. and they were limiting him. And he ended up ultimately being. He was a solid rebounder. When like early, like early eighties, mainly when like the Lakers wanted to play, like they'll have a, like a half court trap or they'll have a full court trap. 
Matt Johnson would like play behind the play and like try to pick up like any like low passes, etc. Like he'll just like try to plug up the gaps. That's where like a lot of his steals came from. Like that, that that was okay. But then once they started slowing down the pace or even just in half court sets, he just wasn't that good. He had to guard wings because he was too slow to guard guards. But then he gave up strength and size advantages in the post. So then he had to ultimately try and guard like he ended up ultimately either guarding like slow wings or like stretch fours who like stretched out to like 15 feet at a time. Like that 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 was his role. Like I'm not I'm not saying anything is wrong with that being your role, but that was his role. And even then he just he just wasn't great. Like his awareness, like his awareness or his motor, one of them wasn't that great. He like would just end up letting a few people like cut back door, etc. So there's just if you watch Magic Johnson, I'm not blaming the the old old heads for not like recalling all of this stuff because most of them watch these games once when they imagine Johnson play 43 years ago now 43 years ago they watched these games once they were watching it as fans they were watching they were watching it as fans which is completely fine you're watching the game as a fan they were probably like 10 years old at best watching these games as fans and then you expect me to be like believe that you can analyze Magic Johnson's defense to a good degree no you can't you, you yeah. just can't. You're not going to remember the nuances of defense from games you watched once 40 years ago. You're just not going to do that. I can't remember the nuances of defense from games Steph Curry played seven years ago. I'd have to go back and watch 2015 Steph Curry to get a gauge on his defense. That's just stuff you have to do. Like when I watch games, when I watch them the first time, I'm watching them as a fan. If I'm going to break down a player, I'm not going to just be like, I remember watching this game one time. Like, no, that's dumb. That's just ridiculous. You have to watch these games and know what you're looking for and study these players to have a full gauge on them. They're not doing that, but then they would expect me to be like, well, you watch them play, so you know more. No, you watch them play once, 35 years ago, and expect me to just take your word as law. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to watch them myself with yeah, the games and- that we have available on the internet, which is a great resource, by the way. You can find so many games on the internet, especially from like the 1990s onwards, even the 80s, but the 70s are kind of tough. You can find so many of these games where you can do your own research. You don't have to listen to these guys try and tell you stuff. Because most of it, I'm not going to say they're lying. I think they're just misremembering or they just value things differently. But if you watch them yourself, you can form your own opinion. Another thing that I wanted to bring up, just one last thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another thing that uh, gets under like older guys' skin when y'all you know talk about past generation players is when y'all say like uh, this such and such wouldn't be able to, you know, like how uh, you said Wilt would just be like, I don't even Clint know. Who's Clint Capella. He said Clint Capella. Yeah. Clint, oh, me? Clint I said that? <laughs> yeah, you said Clint Capella. I said that? Yeah, he yes. might be. But, he might be. My, <laughs> my, 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 my thing with that is, is like, I give it to you. Like, I, I, the average player today is definitely better than the average player back then. But I still believe, like, the superstars of any era can be at least decent players in in any era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, click up. Like, I feel like decent. Will. I feel like Will. He would definitely not. He definitely wouldn't average fifty. But he would. I feel like if you drop Will today, he would still be able to average probably like 25, 24. With okay, with the game you've seen of Will, it's not I've, I've assuming evolution. With the game you've seen of Will, you think that's twenty five points a game? I think. I think Wilt had, he still had post moves, you know, he still had a, a decent post game. Yeah, he had, had um, he had 
infant's postmuse, like the most basic array of postmuse <laughs> you've but seen. But that, hey, but hat, that's just the infant stages of the game, though. He exactly, and now it. you're bringing that infant stage to grown stage and expecting think... infancy to work. <laughs> the thing is, he didn't just rely on his post moves either, though. He had he was the most athletic player in the league at that point, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like if I combined that with him being the most athletic. I think he would be able to, you know, do some pick and rolls, catch some lobs, throw some post moves in there. I think that's at least because, like, Jokic isn't uh, like Jokic isn't. He's not an athlete. Yeah, he's not the greatest athlete in the world, but he gets by on his IQ, and I think Wilt's, you know, knowledge of the game at that point, like he's not. I'm nah, not. Nah, Will, Chamber Will, Chamber <laughs> Will Chamberlain saw about six pick and rolls a year. Will Chamberlain saw about six pick and rolls a year every time he played the Kings. That was about <laughs> yeah. it. But we're doing this a lot. That's yeah, why, like, yeah. in this day and age, for him running the floor, I think he would be phenomenal in transition. Phenomenal. Yeah, oh, but, yeah, I agree. Especially if those I, athletic I, things are true. Yeah. No, I've seen. No, nah, I've seen him run. I've I'm seen him run. He looks he's like crazy. a blur. Yeah, he he's like crazy. So in transition, I think he would be crazy, phenomenal. But then outside of the transition, I'm like, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Which, which, which Chamberlain in the half court is in the dunker spot catching lobs from other people. That's yeah. what he's there. Like Clink he's not chilling. He's not Clink chilling. In the, yeah, he's not chilling in the paint the way he was doing in the 60s on the defense and offensive side of things. It's like, and even then, for as athletic and strong that he was, he wasn't playing like as like a dominance, like a Shaq. Like mm. he relied on a finesse game. Like that's what he was doing. So it's mm -hmm. like his athleticism mainly came from when he was when he was sprinting in transition. That dude was crazy. I would say that he was wild. Yeah, yeah. And, and, def and defensively, he ain't seen half the schemes that the teams got now. For sure. You, th you think he's gonna be able to like understand what Golden State are doing with Steph Curry off the ball? Um, <laughs> I mean, but who who in the league now understands what? Steph yeah, at is least doing, you, right? at least you got those people like they they could at least like switch or they can understand rotation like the 60s the offenses for the most part was a big man catches the ball at the elbow a bunch of people run around him if someone gets open for a little backdoor pass if they don't get open little, little handoff you might set a screen maybe you might set a screen that's yeah. a, and then like that's for most of the teams then you got like the cincinnati royals where they had oscar robertson basically being like a first generation chris Paul type thing where he's just running the offense running pick and roll but not, no other teams are really doing that. So he was seeing the most basic offenses. So the defensive coverage, he's going to see, like, you think he's going to know how to hedge a screen? No, he's, he's just not. Like, you if, you you assume, if you assume he grew up in this era, this is why I don't like these hypotheticals. If you assume he grew up in this era and was just this athletic, and then he grew up and he understood everything, that's fine. If you just try to trans, like, teleport, we create teleportation. 1962 will, and you just teleport him into a 2022 NBA game, he's going to be clueless. He's not he's going gonna, to know what's happening. He's going to have a hard time, for sure. The goal 10 rule didn't even exist. He's going to be out here just blocking shots as they're coming down to the rim, <laughs> being confused why he's getting goal 10 calls. He's not going to know. <laughs> exactly. that's, that's, the, that's the issue I have. Like, If you want to assume they grew up in this era and he grew up with a three-point line, like, fine. That's why I don't like playing this hypothetical game. But if you yeah, just I try to teleport them, it's, it's going to look bad for him. Yeah, I don't think... Uh... Yeah, I don't think the whole teleportation thing uh, works either, because um, I don't I don't think him growing up in this era would be like. I don't think he would. He obviously wouldn't develop a three point shot just because they invented a three point shot. But 
I do think he would learn the like he would learn from the past generations listen, before him. You know? Coming from listen, bro, listen. Coming from a guy where I, when I first learned about Will Chamberlain, I looked him up, seen what he did. I called him the goat because I seen he scored a hundred <laughs> points per game. I seen he averaged fifty and twenty. And in my and when I was young, this was like back when I was like in middle school or high school. I'm looking at it and I'm like, bro, Michael Jordan wasn't doing this. Nobody I was, was doing this. I thought I said I was sitting here. How is this guy not the greatest player of all time? I said, how is he not the greatest player? And then I started watching him, looking into it, and I'm like, oh nah, that's why he's not the greatest player of all time. This is a lot of cap. <laughs> It's a lot of cap going on here. I'm not gonna hold you. Yeah, but. when I saw when I saw that he scored 100, and back when I was growing up, I was like, and the next person was Kobe with 81. I was like, that's a 20 point difference. Like, he, this guy made a 20 point difference on the next. I said, person. I literally said, I said, what was a better score than Kobe? I literally said that, bro. <laughs> until but I yeah, started I watching. I appreciate y'all guys having me on, though, man. No problem, bro. You be easy, all right, my guy. All right, man. Peace. Some people still believe what Shaman is like the best scorer ever. But. I, I don't know how, bro. It's not, it's not, it's not it. Hold, give me one second, my guy. Uh, super chat from G Man. Which player's choice panelist is the best hooper? I think that's between Shaq and Dell. Yeah, it, it would have to be. Yeah, it's between those two. Uh, Leovald with five dollars super chat. That's why Fluent has VH, VHS tapes. Old heads think they study all these games live. They didn't. Knowledge is gained by studying. Experience is gained live. That's that's fair. Uh, yeah. If Will grew up in this area, he'd be he'd he'd get me. Oh damn. He'd get me too. So like you know how all the women started coming forward about some accusations when it was like a big deal. Uh The Me Too Too movement and what Chamberlain had those twenty thousand. Oh okay. Wow. All right. Well. Hey man, how are you doing, bro? <laughs> hey man, how you doing? Let's not get into that back. Facts, facts. Hey man, um, I just was I appreciate y'all for having me on the show. You know what I'm saying? I definitely um man, I just wanna uh go off of that transporting players to different eras, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel y'all when y'all say these things about the overheads, because of course, you know what I'm saying, they they grew up in the area they grew up in. But you also wouldn't be able to do it in reverse. Like, say if you threw LeBron in Michael's era, you know what I'm saying? That means LeBron would never got to learn from Michael. You know what I'm saying? So you can't really do that. You know what I'm saying? You would have to assume, hey, if I put an overhead in this era, as good as he was in the era with his rules, if he grew up learning this era, running these new rules, how good would he be then? You know what I'm saying? Because if they were good back then, they're going to be good now because of the evolution of the game. You know what I'm saying? Especially when back then they had to follow the rules. They were calling those travels. They were calling those carries. There was no gather step. So imagine if those old heads was allowed to do the things that the, these new guys would be able to do. You really think they wouldn't be as good as them? You know what I'm saying? No. That's that's kind of a bad argument because you can't do it in reverse. This is why the hypothetical is just weird to me. I, I don't like these hypotheticals because you end up like, I can't predict what if Wilt Chamberlain was born in 1998. I can't do that. That's why I don't like doing the what would they look like, like what would Steph Curry look like in the 60s or he did like he was doing witchcraft. No, I, I don't like doing any of this. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, if you want to look at it just basic from how do the players look today, how do they look in the 60s? In the 60s, would it work today? No. Like, that's about as far, that's about as far as, like, I guess, like, you can't, you can't, you can't teleportation doesn't exist. So no matter what we do, it's hypothetical. 
And right. these the more you try to rationalize these hypotheticals, the more rabbit holes you go down. Like, what am I meant to do predicting what if Will Chamberlain had today's training, had today's shoes, had today's travel, had today's rules? Like, I'm just going down so many rabbit holes trying to create one player that will never exist. It's like, why, why can't I just call him trash and move on? Like, it's just easier. Yeah, and on top of that, like, even if the guys were able to have the rules they have today, I highly doubt that they'll be able to go through those progressions so drastically. I would say, like, let's say if the 70s had the rules of the 2020s, right? The guys aren't just going to take a dramatic increase in 10 years and to develop in the way in which they are today. Maybe in like 20, maybe in the next 15 to 20 years. But my whole point is just because the rules, if we just replace the rules, I highly doubt that the 70s guys or the 80s guys would just develop that fast just because of those rules in play. But in the 70s and the 80s, they had the Harlem Globetrotters. And if you watch those old videos, they were doing a lot of the ball handling stuff that you would see today. It wasn't that far-fetched. It just wasn't legal. So you and can't then, really say that. But it, what it happened? What? But what happened when those? How ranks. long? How long did it take? When did those rules? When did those rules for the ball handling and everything? When did those rules uh, get out of league? Because I've been looking for that. I haven't figured you out. See the thing. The thing is, so, the rules technically haven't changed. It's how like, they call them. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, it used to be a carry. It used to be a carry when your hand was ninety degrees on the side of the ball. Mm -hmm. They used mm -hmm. to call that as a carry. You know what I'm saying? On, on AI. Because AI, he didn't really go under the ball too much. He would go 90 degrees, and it would still call that carry on him. But now, today's game, you can kind of go a little 65 degrees here, you know what I'm saying, and things like that. You know what I'm so saying? So that's AI. That's playing. AI, right? So in the 80s, right? Because what are we you talking about? You couldn't do that. Yeah, no, even even in the eight, like, they started stretching. Because, like, if you go through time, like, there's always some, there's always a player who, like, stretches the limits. So it started off with, with like Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor was like one of the first people who started doing a crossover. Credit to him. Right. And then and then in the seventies you got guys like Pistol Pete who started starting trying to combo moves together, etc. And like as time goes on, these the refs, the rules haven't changed. Like nothing in the rules have stated how the angle mm -hmm. of the, you can hold the ball. Nothing really changed. So you go from Bob Cousy, where it was everything on top of the ball, and everything on the side got called a carry. And then Elgin Baylor came along and they started like maybe you could cross over from left to right, maybe. And then the 70s came, and then maybe you can com combine these moves together, maybe. And then in the 80s, like, Isaiah Thomas came along, and then start suddenly the ball starts going on the side, the hand starts going on the side of the ball a little bit more. And then the 90s come, and then you're you're starting to slowly start to look like you're discontinuing your dribble. You're holding the ball, hands on the sides of the ball more religiously now. Then the 2000s come, and then you're starting to see more modern iterations of dribbling. And then today we've got this foolishness. So... Nothing, nothing is written in the rules of the NBA to where these things have changed, but enough players are doing it now to where if they called it every every time, the game would the game would just not play. Every so, time. so so I mean, so then yeah, so what you so wait it became you, legal by no one calling it anymore. Basically, that's what, that's what basically what you're telling me, basically what you're telling me is because the players were developing. That's because the rules were changing. It's not because they were changing no, the rules. I said, so, I, no, 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 no. That's what Mars is saying oh. by his, by his, by what he's going through. He's saying more and more guys were dribbling in this certain way because they were learning mm -hmm. from the guys in the past. So then they changed the rules because of that. So that's actually helps my point because that means the rules were changing because of the development of the players, not because the rules were affecting the development of the players. Well, here's my thing, though. I'm saying that type of ball handling existed. Just because the players weren't doing it in the NBA doesn't mean it didn't exist. You're ignoring that part. That part. You understand what I'm saying? They were doing it on the playgrounds. They were doing it on the streets. You know what I'm saying? My grandfather, he's from Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were doing that stuff back then. You know what I'm saying? I have people I can talk to 
who can say, yeah, I've seen these moves before. It's just that more people wasn't trying to do it in the NBA, you know what I'm saying? Because that wasn't what they were grew up on. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't what they were taught in college basketball. They were hard not on the basketball back then. Even back then, you couldn't do a two-step uh, layup. You know what I'm saying? When they taught layups, mm-hmm. it was a one-step push. You know what I'm saying? You have to, un- you know what I'm saying, learn the history of the game of basketball and how it developed, and then also how it developed from the playgrounds, because the playground style is what got into the NBA and made it more popular. You know what I'm saying? Back, back then, they didn't want to see that playground style. And honestly, it had a lot to do also with a little bit of racism also. You know what I'm saying? You also have to factor that in. Basketball is the only sport where the OS is discredited, but we don't talk about all the variables that go into it. You understand what I'm saying? Back then, a lot of those black kids, they didn't have the grades. They didn't have, you know what I'm saying, the resources or anything like that to even get to that point. They were on the playgrounds doing those moves that we see people doing today. So you can't say that. You know what I'm saying? You have to, you know what I'm saying, factor in the history behind it. You know what I'm saying? I feel you on the history behind it, but what your what your point was was the rules and changing. The Marge just said the rules haven't been changing. That just more and more people was doing it, so then the players were developing and doing it, so then they stopped calling it. That's not and the, the league rules allowed it. So, as, as... so if you want to make a point, if you want to make a point that yes, if the league is allowing it, then you have a point there. But there were no rule changes that affected those guys developing in the way they did. It's just more and more people were doing it. Because when I look at the 80s and the 90s, a lot of these guys. Guys had the had the freedom, had the freedom of dribbling besides the carry like Allen Iverson, but had the freedom of having dribble variations and you know getting into in, into their spots. But not a lot of them was doing it, especially in the extent of the 2000s and 2010s. Why is that? Well, maybe it's because not a lot of players had that ability. That's not true, bro. That's, not that's just true. my opinion. That's just my opinion. Bit. That's not true, bro. <laughs> they was doing stuff in the playgrounds. It's just that they were, weren't going to do if a coach. If a if back then if a coach was like don't do that move they're not gonna do that move bro like are you tri- like you no no I agree with you the game was more strict that. back then bro bro you got you, come on bro you can't be doing that you're totally discrediting you saying they can't do that then, then, then what was Dr J and them doing at the Rutgers well you know what I'm saying How, do you watch these documentaries do you watch this footage where they were actually doing these type of dribble moves that was not legal and you know what I'm saying this footage exists so you can't just say they can't they weren't able to do it you can't just dismiss it you know what i'm saying when this this footage exists that doesn't make any well, sense Doug. no 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 i feel what you're saying when i'm allowing it but at the end of the day what they did on the court is what they did on the court i can't take away from that it is what it is so it's just hard for me all i'm saying is just hard for me to sit here and just believe that if let's say if they allowed it that that gap would just my whole thing is if they just sit here and allowed all of that it just i find it hard to believe that they'll just be the players like today i just find it hard to believe that if they just allowed it, that one thing that you, you said, you would see oh, it yeah, a lot earlier. Allowed to do that. You would see that, it a lot and that's, earlier. And that's, what I, and that's actually the point I opened up with. I opened up with that point. I and, said, and, and, and that I also said, goes to the point I, where, like, you can't discredit the old head players against new head players. Oh, old head players couldn't do this, can't do that. Sometimes you never know. You know what I'm saying? It's too, it's too many variables. So you can't just outright say, you know what I'm saying? I'm not outright saying that old head basketball is better than new head basketball. But the way that y'all be pushing the narrative, y'all push the narrative like this new basketball, today's basketball is so much better than old head basketball. I don't think the gap is really that far off. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you go into all the variables. You know what I'm saying? The agenda that y'all pushing is, is kind of nasty. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you know what I'm saying? Be honest. 
you know what I'm saying? You can't push these biases without trying to take in all the variables. You have to look at it from an unbiased point of view. Yeah, we, we take, grew up in this uh, era. We're blessed to see these great players. But 100%. we have to take the footage and we have to take all the understanding that we have from the old heads and understand what's going on because what y'all doing is, is dangerous. You know what I'm saying? It's no, we like, could, but we could have an understanding of the game. I understand everything that you're saying. But at the end of the day, what's better is better. And this is better. It is what it is. Regardless of the rules and what was in play, what we're seeing today is just better than what we seen back then. And that's just a fact. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Now, what I, I actually opened up with you, I actually opened up with saying that they did allow the rules in the 70s. I said, I don't think they would just immediately just be developed that uh, uh, to the players like today. But I did say that it'll probably take maybe 15, 20 years that it would be sooner. So I already agree with you in that point. My whole, my whole point of the argument is just to sit here and say, that just because if the rules or what is allowed changes, that all of these players automatically would sit here and be as skilled as players today, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening at all. Well, that, that that's, you know what I'm saying? You're definitely entitled to your wrong opinion. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy talk, bro. You just like, agree with me, though. You literally just agree with me, though. You literally just I know, said I what agree, I said I before. Know, I, not, not on, I'm, I, I agree with you for the most part. But I'm talking about that specific point as far as they wouldn't have developed, you know what I'm saying, like as fast Immediately. as you think. I think if they allowed it, they would have developed faster. You're saying the opposite. No, I said immediately. There's a difference between faster and immediately. Oh, well, I, didn't I'm thinking, immediate. I didn't say oh, immediately. Okay, then, we're, then we agree with each other. So what are we doing? Okay, but I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. We're it from different perspectives. Me, you, still nasty, you still a nasty agenda pusher. What's the, At what's least the Mars. I respect Mars because Mars can be honest about old head players, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mars, some, Mars be tripping sometimes, but Mars can admit when he wrong, bro. But two set, but two set, but two set. We're literally sitting here saying the same exact thing. We we wasn't. You you, you we really was. I kind of reeled you in. No, no, I, I opened it up. Uh, nah, two seconds. Go, go rewatch the tape and watch no, what, and watch what I said. Look, look at the comments, bro. Watch the comments what, say I'm the comments, you, bro. the comments always say they. The comments say, cooking. no. Bro. The comments always say somebody's cooking me. So that is fine. <laughs> I literally opened up. Maybe I said getting cooked. No, no, no. But apart, I literally oh, I literally just said. When we first started this, I said, yes, I think it could happen faster. But immediately, I did not think that that was just going to happen immediately. I, I, I bro, I, like, I what, you, like how long? Let's say, 70s, right? how long, how do you, how long 70s, do you think? Like, I, I give it 10 years. You think 10 years? I give it one decade. If they change, if they gave them the rules in the 70s to do what they was doing, I give you it a decade. 10 years and I actually agree with you. I actually agree <laughs> with you. One decade. I give it 10 to 15 years. I give it 10 to 15 so years. So you would have seen Kyrie in the 80s. Oh, I think of course. I think a, okay. Of course. This what? Is, this is funny. Did y'all see what Pistol Pete was doing in college? Imagine if they let him break rules. Oh my gosh. I'm not I'm, I'm not arguing. I'm I'm just yeah. I'm just saying, saying like y'all, bro. P Pistol Pete, college points per game is still not broken today. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? He, 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 was, he was going crazy. I'm not going to have games. But hey, that's crazy. Bro. You trying to gaslight me. I'm over here agreeing with you the whole time, bro. What's no, I'm not gaslighting you, bro. you, bro. It's just that I some was of agreeing your with you like... the whole time, though. Bro. No, you, you was getting cooked. You was getting cooked. Yeah, I was, was getting cooked, though. No, I was literally agreeing with you the whole time, though. Literally. Word for word. Bar for bar. But you were still Nah, because you know what I'm saying? You was... Look. You can say I'm getting cooked. that you care. said Will would be like Clint Capella, are you mad, bro? Oh, yeah, Clint Capella. track records. That, yeah, that's yeah, funny. That that's, that's true. Funny. Look it up on the, the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, though. I know. I know. I know. Google I know what free. he did. Clint Capella. Just because you're yeah. athletic. You'll be Clint Capella? Was, was Clint Capella putting up 
The, it might be Jericho uh, Sims, to be honest. It might just be Jericho Sims. The, was Clint Capella putting up the athletic numbers that what was putting up? You know what I'm saying? Because this is college records. Was Clint Capella doing that? I just I just wanted you to answer that question for me, bro. I mean, if they allow Clint Capella to just stay at the paint, you know, on the offense and decent side where you could just sit here and just run protect and then. Bro, do you know yeah. how high uh, Will Chamberlain's vertical was? Bro, recorded right oh now. yeah, I know. Please it's like I think it's the that. second. I think it's the second highest. It's second or third highest behind MJ. And he's and, and how tall is Will Chamberlain, bro? Uh, seven. So what you saying? He'll be Clint Capella? Stop, 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 bro. Just just because you're athletic, it'll be Jericho mean, Sims. I just said just that. Because, Sims. Just because you're athletic doesn't mean you're automatically good at basketball, bro. You know this. Come on, you know this. I mean, of course, but you're supposed to Okay, you know like, okay. On, I told you Come the part on, about his game that will be freakish is his transition game because his transition game will be amazing in today's day. Of but course, I, he was a track other star, long jump than, star. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Other than that, though, I'm like, uh. I mean, yeah, but that, that, that goes back to the transporting players era. But I'm just saying. I'm just you know saying, saying too. The only thing that we can compare, you know what I'm saying? Truthfully, is you know what I'm saying the athletic ability, bro. I know what and you're saying. Fact, so, so, wait, so where do you have Will Chamberlain? Like, just real quick, where do you have Will Chamberlain? Well, I have Will Chamberlain all time for players. Mm-hmm. Um, I have him in the top twenty. It's kind of low considering. Yeah. How much oh yeah, you were just praising him. Wait, you have him? Yeah, but is he number one from the sixties? No, that's is he is he number one from the sixties for you, Will Chamberlain? Number one from the sixties. I couldn't give that to him because he was losing the bill. So Bill Russell's number one. Of course, he have to be. He won. Wait, wait. So where's Bill Russell right? Bill Russell's personally in my top ten. That's a big gap. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Who's your? Do you have your top twenty on you right now? Yeah, absolutely. Go through it real quick. All right. So for my number one, um, I got MJ. For number two, I got LeBron. Mm-hmm. For my number three, I have Kareem. Okay. For my number four, I have Kobe. Fire. For my number five, I have Timmy D. Fire. So that's my five. Uh-huh. And then for my six, I have Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. And then for my seven, I have Magic Johnson. Okay. Well, I got to give it to Magic Johnson, bro. Come on, bro. I got to give no, it to Magic Johnson. No, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. That's so, a real I'm fraud. No. <laughs> se- se- <laughs> wait, seven, seven for Magic is fans. I'm just trolling. Seven for Magic. Seven, yeah, it's not bad. That's fair. That's what fair. do you have, Bird? Is Bird next? Yeah, yeah. Bird's next. Bird's, okay. Bird's okay. right behind him. Okay. Bird's right behind him. And then <clears throat> I have Steph at number nine. Then I have Bill at 10. And now who's your 11 through 20? My 11, I got Hakeem. Okay. I was and then for my 12, let's work this tricky. Or this tricky, 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 tricky. I think for my 12, because I because I put 12, I gotta think about 12 through 15. So I gotta think about my next three. And so if you want to right just order. put them like in the same tier, but in the same go, tier? Cool, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, I just, just say the same tier. All yeah, right, yeah. for the same tier. All right, so after that. Um, I'm definitely uh, going to put uh, so I got let me see let me see who else do I put in there I got Dwayne I got Dwayne Wade in there damn at 12 no not at 12 he's in the same tier this tier of players oh wait, oh wait this is a so from, from 12 to 20 from 12 to 20 Oh, 12 to, okay. 12 to 20. 12 to 20. Okay, okay. okay. I, 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 just want, I just want to get my big names out of the way first because I don't want to uh, forget anybody. You know what I'm saying? Big, got you, got you. Oh, he didn't say this. He didn't say that. Nah, nah, uh, I got you, got you, got you. Um, let's see. Let's see, let's see. And then let's see. 
So I got D-Wade, then I got David Robinson. For sure. David Robinson for sure. Uh let's see. Who else would I put in that top tier? Because I'm 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 trying to think which uh accomplishments plus championships. KD. Um, Oh yeah, KD for sure. I'll put KD in there. KD has to go. KD has to go. Um, I'll try to get K- my old head KG. Players KG. Uh, 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 so Oscar Robertson is he in here? Would you put him? Only go one, in one no. championship. You won't put him. Uh, would you put Dr. J in there? No. Ooh. Would you put Moses Malone in wow. there? Yes. Would you put KG uh, in there? Yes. Would you put Dirk Nowitzki in there? Yeah, but he'd be he'd be like he'd be oh, like and, at the end, like nineteen. 20. And you're putting Will Chamberlain in there. You did say you're putting Will Chamberlain in there. Will Chamberlain nineteen twenty two. So I think that in front of them, it'll definitely have to be people like um KG, you know what I'm saying, um David Robinson, um Dwayne Wade, speak. KD. Um yeah, KD, uh those type of players. Uh I'll even put Giannis in there. I'm throwing Giannis in there. Absolutely. Giannis in there already. Damn. Absolutely, already, yeah. Because I've I've the new players that we cite right now. Giannis is the one to, to do it all by himself and take it to a chip. I can't take it away from him. But off of your love of the seventies players, why wouldn't Doctor J be in there? That's Doctor J is for the only reason. I that, and honestly, that, I'm not even gonna hold you. I have only, Dr. okay. J the only reason I want to have Doctor J in there. The only reason I have Doctor J in there is because, um, because when he lost the magic, when Kareem went down. Okay. Right. So yeah, I think one, that plays a big one game, but one game. And then when he played the one NBA. One game, though, bro. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> no, ahead, Dr. J, bro. I have Dr. J. That's definitely outside my top 20. But if I, you know what I'm saying, if I'm being honest with myself, you know what I'm saying? I'm not biased. You know what I'm saying? I can't be biased. But I, oh, I, I know you're not. That, yeah, but I can't say, you know what I'm saying, like I said, the old heads wouldn't be able, If you know what I'm saying? If the old heads had the same skills, they wouldn't be able to do what they need to do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, somebody said Isaiah Thomas. Why? How did I forget Isaiah Thomas? I just find it crazy how you're not. I, I, I just find it crazy how Dr. J's not in your top 15, the top 20. I'm not going to hold you. I don't understand Bro, that. I, 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 I mean, don't. I don't think that's crazy far-fetched. I mean, I, for skill-wise, of course. You know what I'm saying? I feel like skill-wise, you know what I'm saying? He's like the innovator. You know what I'm saying? He, he was the man. You know what I'm saying? But as far as when it came to... You know what I'm saying? Like coming in clutch when he like when he's like I feel like he underachieved. I feel like Dr. J underachieved. That's just my, in, in my personal opinion. I feel the merger like, happens and he was in the finals the same year. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, yeah but I feel like but... I feel like as good as Dr. J was, I feel like you know what I'm saying the 76ers. I feel like they should have when Kareem went down. I, I, I feel like he should have been able, you know what I'm saying, to uh, overcome the Lakers. You know what I'm saying, even though Magic was going crazy. You know what I'm saying, and they put him at the five or whatever. I I, still, I feel like Dr. J should be able to overcome that. I mean, it's not like Dr. J wasn't doing his job though. The dude had like 27 points in that game. I mean, yeah, actually, yeah, in that game. But you know what I'm saying, he got outplayed by you know what I'm saying by a rookie. You know what I'm saying, I can't. Oh, rookie, like, you got Magic Johnson as a top seven player all time. Absolutely, and that's why Magic is up on that list. And you know what I'm saying, like Magic has five chips. You know what I'm saying, Magic is led. You know and what I'm Jamal saying, Jamal Wilkes. And Jamal Wilkes had 37 in that game as well. Yeah, Jamal, yeah. But Jamal Wilkes is not Dr. J. But Dr. J had himself, and then his next guy was Daryl Dawkins, who had 14 points. 
Daryl Dawkins, mm-hmm. the man who Magic Johnson wasn't guarding. But um, exactly. But right. Doctor J, I think he made the finals in the NBA. What three, four times? Seventy-seven was in the finals. Nineteen eighty, he was in the finals. And eighty-two, he was in the finals. And then they, and they, they most Malone and was then in the they won in eight. And then, yeah, like what? What? what what can I, what? I don't, I don't you, know. I don't know. No, because he made it in 77, the first year since the merger. And then 80, he made it. And then he lost to Magic and Kareem. Then 82, he made it. And they mm-hmm. lost. That's already free. He's already made it three times. And then he won in 80, he won in 83. Like he's made it four times in the NBA. Not to mention the mm-hmm. amount of times he made it and won in the ABA. I, I don't know what more he can do. And he arguably he, he beat arguably the mm-hmm. greatest team of all time. Relative to all right, so I mean I wouldn't be mad putting Dr. J Tops. I wouldn't be mad putting Dr. J Tops on me. But who would y'all take out? Like if y'all had okay from 15 to 20. I'll take Dirk. I'll take Dirk. He's 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 over he's he's over D Wade. But I take out Dirk. I take out Dirk before I take out. He may be over. He may be over D Wade too. That's the hey hey that hey that's that's honestly not a bad, you know what I'm saying. Comparison matchup, Dr. J and D Wade. That's not. That's not. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at that. To take D Wade out, put Dr. J in there. Yeah, it, it just. I'm just thinking about you know what I'm saying like also like all time accomplishments, the moments, the scenarios. You know what I'm saying, but I wouldn't take that next one to Dr. J. I, I, I can't believe you try to hold 1980 against him, bro. He had two. His opposing side had two guys putting up 35 plus. That was crazy. Yeah, that's you're right. Crazy. But, <laughs> nah, bro. Yo, appreciate you. You for coming on, bro. You be easy, all right? Salute. All right, for sure. Be easy. Appreciate y'all. I enjoyed that discussion. That was a great guy. What a man. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. J in the ring, though. No, that, that was crazy, Dr. J. Smith. It was good, bro. What's up? What's up? What's up? Let me, How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Let, me, let me do some super chats real quick, then we'll get to you. Me and Ron will cook Shaq and Dell 2v2. That's from Big Ox Bob. Uh, Lanny Williams. That, I'm going to mute your mic real quick. Uh, the evolution argument is valid for a lot of cases. Uh, a player like Charles Oakley wouldn't be a starter today, but players like Magic were still doing open gym runs, cooking stars in the early 2000s. That's from Lanny Williams. Uh, Nathaniel, Nathaniel, why we ignore older players progressively <laughs> played with newer players and cooked them? It's not as if when Jordan was drafted, Magic just ceased to exist. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. But what, um, the, na- the name would it no, take? No, just that. Like just imagining Jordan gets drafted and Magic just disappears, but that that was just funny to me. Got you, got you. Dub make it ticket takes. Love okay. ticket, man. Love ticket. Lanny Williams with another one. Despite Dub's bias and insane player comps, the core of what he's saying is true. The it's true. The game is supposed to evolve. You can appreciate the old gen and the dominance they had. While agreed, this this is a better era. Uh, drink more water. It is fair to say Kyrie Irving and Paul George are the most over players in the NBA. We celebrate players with bags over impacting wins too much. I think the way people view impacting winning is just skewed. Just because you just because you won, it doesn't mean you are more impactful than someone who lost. Like Paul George is an insanely impactful player. Whether or not he's won doesn't change that. They are the example I go to all the time is Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett at Minnesota was one of the most impactful players in the NBA. But if you don't have enough pieces around you in a five-on-five sport, not to mention the depth your squad needs and the coaching, you're not going to win. It doesn't change how impactful you are. Like The idea that impact is directly correlated to one person's ability to win and lose games is just it's 
in my opinion, it's just a surface level way of thinking about the game. We can we can understand like we can understand Golden State go with Steph Curry. Steph Curry is the most important player on that team. But then we should also be able to understand, while not taking away from Steph Curry, that he doesn't win these championships without Klay Thompson, without Draymond Green, without Steve Kerr, without Andrew Boga at the start, without Andre Iguodala. We should understand those things are also true. It doesn't change how impactful Steph Curry was, but we can also see Steph Curry would still be the same player, be just as impactful, but not win if he didn't have those pieces around him. Like 2021 is a perfect example. Klay Thompson wasn't there. They didn't win. The team around him was not very good. It was Steph, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins starting to learn the team. They didn't win. That didn't mean Steph Curry wasn't as impactful. That means the team wasn't built to win. It doesn't make Steph Curry worse or less impactful unless you're just... Actually, that was that was actually that was actually one of Steph's more impressive years. Actually, in twenty twenty one, he put up thirty, right? He put that up, year. Yeah, he he led the league in scoring. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually I get into that because I had a different point. But so yeah, because I see the disrespect of Draymond Green. Even though I had a big Draymond guy, big Draymond guy, see ticket and big up. I'm like, even yeah, Draymond Green isn't probably individually had the best stats or a score, but his impact is felt. And like, and I and if you don't think. Draymond's a big um contributor and you can't use the excuse of in twenty sixteen him missing that game and if he wasn't such a big impact to Warriors. So I don't hate when people do that because impact is so much more to winning cause to games because like for example when you say KG, he was still had an impact on the team. They was winning games, more games because of KG. Yeah, they was probably wasn't winning a championship because that team wasn't built to win one around him. But take KG out of that team, lottery team every year. Mm-hmm. But the point of evolution I want to talk about, I'm going to talk about, like, newer players because, like, players not right now, like, the Lucas, uh, Lucas of the world, they're coming into the league kind of differently now because I watch this thing called OTE and they're, like, and it's had top high school players in the world and it's, like, the evolution the game scene of high schoolers, they're so refined and polished. So, like, there's two guys coming to the draft named the Thompson Twins. They're so refined and polished at the high school level. It's kind of like crazy kind of see how you see the game evolve so much because in high school, they wasn't as polished as they are now. So it's impacting the game. Even if, if you look at LeBron James, and look at how he, how he developed. Even though he learned, he got the privilege, privilege of learning from LeBron James and playing against high-level competition. They are evolving. Or you see these guys in high school, how they're evolving, their steps, their movement. And not saying that the old head is not as good. It's just the game. People are now the movement. If you just watch like Dub, you just watch him play, like watching Wilt play, he hit the movements are the same as the movements of centers and big guys today. So that's like kind of evolutionary. I think I think like like I said before, you have players that do benefit from learning from uh learning from the past generations. I mean, that's just a fact. Like Mike and drills. Mike and drills is something that uh, uh people still use mm-hmm. today because of just a better uh, uh just to learn layups better so like there's always going to be players that uh my bad i was playing chess so yeah <laughs> my bad right. so yeah and even even some of the even some of the early sets they use in the play calling in the 60s and 70s it still get used in today's day like i said before like what players did in today's generation they took what they learned what they were doing in the past and improvised on it and made it better yeah. And they still use what they didn't pass even to today's day. I mean, that's just a fact. But mm-hmm. that contributes to them just being better overall as well. Because yeah, now they have right. what they they have what they know. They have what the old heads know. 
and then they improved on it, and now they improved on it to make the game better, and I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, not only that, because like there's a um watching the uh, interview, they said they even took stuff from N one because a lot of players they said they had to grow up watching N one back in the early stuff the profess hot. So I just said I'll take those moves. They didn't obviously those moves are illegal, but it was like, hey, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna watch these moves and learn incorporate my bag so I can use it in the NBA because like the professor of me having Paul George NBA players, you know, on his YouTube channel, he said I watched your moves and he said and I try to you know incorporate to my bag a little bit and try to blow by, but instead of doing those illegal moves that you do because for the for the camera they do it um the blow bys the the set you up because the um little footwork that's that's another thing footwork and like little movements with the shoulders seems like you can get a defender off you and also Trey young three thousand assists already this early in his career is kind of crazy who Trey young yeah, he got three K assists. Pack Trey Young up. I'm done with him, bro. I'm done. I'm done because him. I'm a I'm a I'm I'm from I'm I love it. I'm Atlanta and I'm mental. I understand why people uh, don't like Trey Young because I think it's more of his personality than his play, in my opinion. I actually love I love Trey's personality. I love his personality. I think I love the bad guy mentality. The thing about Trey he's is buying just, into it too much. Huh? In my opinion. He's buying into it too much because like the Hawks, uh-huh. the way the Hawks played yesterday. They should have been playing like this. Like the Hawks, are right, they're, they're in my opinion, they should be way better with their record. It's they're frustrating to watch. They have these leads, they blow them. They are immature because they have the talent. I like how the team's constructed. They started the season well. There's a top four team in the East, and now they just started. It's like, what's going on? I think Trey Young, bro. It's like uh, I see y'all acquired Dejounte Murray, bro. I think Dejounte mm-hmm. Murray's been playing phenomenal for you guys. Yeah, he's a baller. But Trey Young, it's like his efficiency, his shot selection. You could tell that there's some sort of like animosity between the players as well with him. It's like, I think he's just bad, bro. Like, I think his game is just, like you said, like you touched on the Hawks. Like, his game just seems very immature right now in my eyes. And he needs yeah, to grow it. out of it. I think he's too small. I just, I just think he's too small. No he, way, Moss. No way, Moss. I, 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 I think he's too small. I, I don't know. Like, the reason I've, I've said this before, I think he takes so many deep threes because he has such a low set point and he's this small. He can't get that shot off closer to the three-point line when defenders are guarding. He, he can't get it off. He can't finish around the rim because he's too small. That's why he yeah. struggles around he's, and that's he's why he's resorting to all these... Yeah, he resorts to these floaters because he's too small. He can't yeah. get these easy looks like a DeJounte Murray can like even a Kyrie. Kyrie's bigger than Trey. He's bigger and yeah, he's stronger. Bigger. So he's, like, and and not to make it's like it comes also the set point that he doesn't have much of a mid-range game because he releases the ball from such a low point. In the mid-range, you have to like release the ball from a higher point. Kevin Durant, even Kyrie, they shoot from a higher point. So when I'm looking at Trey Young, I'm like, yeah, the shot selection isn't good, but what other shots can he create for himself? He's, he has to live off a diet of these inefficient shots. So I, I understand why he's inefficient. It's just, it's going to cap how impactful I think it he is. can be. But he was, well, he was able, but... but he was I, efficient I the other years. I can't, uh, yeah, I can't give him he that. Wasn't that efi- he wasn't inefficient the other year, but he wasn't, like, efficient. I can't he give him that like, cop-out. He wasn't like this. I, I, can't, <laughs> give him, like yeah. I can't give him that cop-out. I can't give him that cop-out because last season, last season his efficiency was better all mm-hmm. across the board. And he didn't have a guy like DeJounte Murray right next to him. You want to talk about the years mm-hmm. before? Sure, it's similar to what he was doing the years before. But last season, with not that good of a supporting cast, he was seeing having better shooting splits and better efficiency. So he was mm-hmm. able to figure that out despite what you just said. 
So I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not here for that cop out for Trey Young that he's too short or too small. I, I don't. I don't view it. As, I don't view it as a cop out. I just view it as that's the reality. I, I think mean, yeah, last I feel season. You. Last he's season. Done it. He last did it. Yeah, last. I mean, then we saw the playoffs when teams laid yeah. up on him. But yeah, last. Hey, last we, we literally just game. I'm not gonna lie. We game. Yeah, you guys game. You guys game plan for it. But like this season, I do think part of it is the team organization. I I don't like how. Name McMillan's running that offense at all. Yeah, that's and I, I don't think it works. I think that's hurting his efficiency. I don't think he's gonna be, I don't think he's this inefficient of a player, me genuinely yeah, personally. But I do think there's a ceiling to his efficiency because of his size. And that's why I'm I like that's AJ what I'm Griffin. trying to say. AJ Griffin's a good picker. I like AJ Griffin. I feel like he could be a solid guy. But like here's the thing with Trey, because I feel like his efficiency will he be a 40 40- didn't know, but I expect him to be like 36%, 38% in my opinion. Because, like, and I think also his his shot selection, because he'd be taking some crazy shots. I'm like, all right, Trey, I understand oh for the crowd. Because, like, let's be honest, because, like, I watched him just take a step in because he creates, he's, he has such a great ball handle. He creates separation from, uh, to get a normal three. And I see him get his shots off because I watch him live. I, and, like, I feel like he, do, he doesn't need to add more muscle. I feel like his size will impact his durability for his career in my opinion i feel like he won't have like a 15 year career because like he said he's because he's not as big as chris paul you know like another shorter guy that's big because chris paul is a bigger guy and trey and that's the thing trey and trey is small because i've seen him up in the low season he's not he's not six one he's not he's like he's probably six foot i'll give him six foot and he's skinnier than but he's small but he's quick though but still watching him he's very quick though like, like he is very quick but also, I'm gonna give back on an evolutionary train. I'm gonna go back on players like, like let's look at point guard for example. Russell Westbrook, like the athleticism point guards, is just kind of crazy how the athleticism evolution. Because I appreciate the evolution of athleticism, but the birth of point guards like Jaw. Because back then there wasn't that many point guards that are playing above the rim like today. Or back then, because. Like there's no other, there's no point guard we've seen like Russell Westbrook. The closest thing we probably seen to a Westbrook was like AI. Close thing Wait, am I lying? to a no, Westbrook no, I'm is lying. AI. Actually, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. Jason Kidd. Hardaway, Jason. I talk with the athleticism. With the athleticism. Oh, athleticism. Like, that's, athleticism. What I mean. that's what I mean. Not game because actually AI, AI and Russ personality wise they're very similar to how their careers kind of go based off MVP year. Uh. Playing bad on other inefficient players, kind of playing bad on other teams. But yeah, but evolution the game. I agree with what you, what the last guy said, and what you had to say, Dub, because it's so much nuance into it. Even with centers with a three point, like players would be able to. You can't just teleport because like the shooting has made a big impact in the game because you need these skills because the NBA continue to evolution just to get better. Because look, like we have a seven four guy come into the league that can shoot and play like a guard. I feel like later on, we're going to have a lot of 6'5 dudes in the league. Like, there's still going to be shorter guys, like 6'1", six six but we're going to be we're gonna be seeing more like the Raptors lineup, 6'9 and up guys. Kay Cunningham, 6'8 guard. We've seen a lot more 6'8 guards now than we are ever before. That's because of Magic Johnson, uh, though. Yeah, Magic Johnson. He was the first one, and now there's more coming. LeBron James, small four, is like it, all it takes is one, really. All it takes is one. And players gonna um be motivated. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna work on my it's like Curry. Curry motivated people, um, smaller guys that hey, I'm a, i can make the league because 
I can just work on my skills. Perry's not a super athlete, but it just takes one dude to, you know, to motivate players like that, like Dr. J. Doc, like you said, Dr. J. There was no Dr. J. There was no MJ. No MJ, no Kobe. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes, how it it's, always will it's be. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a domino effect, right? And, and that's what I was trying to say. It's always going to be a domino effect, which is why I said to the other guy, to sit here and say, like, guys in the 70s take the rules out, they automatically will sit here and be like players of the day. I think it would take a shorter amount of time, but I don't think that they would just automatically get better because you need those trendsetters. You need mm-hmm. the guys to start the trend. You need the guys who are going to start doing these things so that people can copy off of them. That's what humans do. We copy off each other. We copy what they. We copy each other's flow, add on to it, and incorporate it into our own flow. Then overall, try our best to create a better product. And without those players having a gauge of what we can do, mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. The product just isn't going to be the same, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a before, domino effect. It's a domino yeah, effect. And before I go, I have two more points. A one, hey Dub, your Eagles helped me made a lot of money in this playoff run. I got all, ah. all my all my all my playoff predictions are right. Like I got all them from AFC and NFC right. Hopefully the Eagles get me right one more time. All right. I think but, the Eagles might win too. I'm not gonna hold you. But lastly, I'm gonna put an example to my sport, track and field, because I run track. So that's a, a perfect example of evolutionary. Because back then, a ten will win the uh the Olympics. Nowadays, you gotta run like a nine seconds. Mm-hmm. Their high schoolers running ten twos. They're, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. But also, it's because back then they didn't have spikes. They're running on dirt tracks. They didn't have the same like I think like high knees. They didn't even know how what high knees was back then, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So now there's more drills, more exercise, more. It's little things that help me make you faster. People think it's big things, but little big exercise to make you more explosive, more faster. And that's what nowadays athletes are doing. It's not like. We're not saying old heads aren't as skilled or doing this, but it's like now today we have access to more technology, more training regimens. People are training a lot more early. That's why people get hurt. Like why players more hurt like Zion. Zion's been playing basketball for his whole life. Like big men in AAU high school and it wear and tear on your body because they play so much basketball. It's not mm-hmm. and I and that's how and it's weighs on the body. Anthony Davis plays so much basketball. Well, every uh, he having some. I don't know. I can't. I don't know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> I see your That's point. That's probably a bad example. No, no. I, I see your point, though. The wear and tear. And I, I wish that we could sit here and get a better gauge of what the uh, guys was doing in the younger generation in the 70s and 80s. See if we can compare and see if that's, like, an accurate take. Mm-hmm. I've had heard that take before. But I do want to know, like, I do want to see the numbers between that. And also, when you were talking about track, that's another thing. Like, I did track as well. And it's, like, damn near every single year, it's, like, a new record's getting broken and yep. broken. Every year in a specific different category throwing pole vaulting a sprints it's like every yeah, it's single crazy. year the record is getting broken in a year in and year out basis bro like in the five yeah, years in five years in track and field your high school records is going to be different in five years it is what it oh, is yeah yeah and it's my, crazy. High school, my high school 23 was a record i'm like really this is the record i, I broke that my freshman year well, and that's like it's 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 crazy on how people are progressing, and that's because of the technology, the regiments they have, the shoes that they're wearing, and stuff. Like it is what it is, but we don't have to sit yeah. here and deny the facts. These are the facts that we've been shown. Like I yeah. said, I was about to say, uh, what's that dude? What's that? What's that track track and field guy? That track and field guy in World War Two, um, the runner, Jesse, Jesse Owens. Owens. Jesse Owens, like Jesse Owens, like mm-hmm. it's probably He's the fair. greatest. He's the greatest runner in, in, in the history of track and field. And but is, <laughs> yeah, is he the best? Is he the best runner? 
No. Uh, Usain Bolt's anomaly because like his acceleration is like he's a freaking nature because you saying to be six five and to run like that that's that's like that's crazy. Nah, ridiculous. When your son is Bolt, it's destiny. Yeah, that's the thing. I, like that's the thing. I, I like he's destined to be fast. Like some people like you got to be great in a sport. With a certain name like Hakeem Olajuwon, Hakeem the Dream. That's how you know you got to be great. With a name like Magic. You gotta be great. You're like your name, Magic, bro. You gotta at least. Who. <laughs> like Absolutely, you can't bro. just be LeBron. But yeah, but I appreciate you guys coming up here. Hey, I want Jason Tatum win MVP. He's been hooping. I want. I know Jokic, but JT, that's my guy. But yeah, I appreciate you guys. Uh, shout out Mars. Shout out Dell. Fire. You be safe, bro. Are right, you too? Peace. Uh, let me read some of these real quick. We got Tyson in the building. Which NBA star has the most fun to watch highlights? Most fun fun to watch highlights? That's crazy. I'm not saying John Morant. Are we saying today or like in NBA history? All time is Kobe. All time Kobe? All time Kobe, really? 100%. Yes, Kobe highlights are crazy. I think Kobe Allen's are crazy, but I think are I could. Are you talking about just like feats of athleticism or like shooting or, you know, Pat? What, everything. There's everything. Every, every, everything, everything you could want Kobe has in his highlights. Every single thing. Sean Kemp is crazy. You know, we got some all-time dunkers in there, Sean. that, but they don't have the, the, the body of work. Like, if he's talking everything, then, yeah, Kobe's up there for sure. Because you got, like, athletic Kobe, like, 2001. Yeah, then, you yeah, got yeah. The, then you got the skilled Kobe, like 08, 2010. Then you got the passing, like from basically the whole time. Like, th there's everything you want. Yeah. Why not yeah. LeBron James, then? I'm not talking about him anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just saying, he has the passing, he has the defense, he has the uh, the dunking, the shooting. There's some times where he was going, went yeah, on crazy Kobe shooting Kobe, splits. Yeah, Kobe's, I mean, uh, uh, LeBron's crazy. Like, LeBron's yeah. crazy, too. LeBron. I like T Max though. I love seeing T Max. Yeah, T Mac. T Mac is up there with Kobe for me. And Melo. I'm not gonna lie. I could watch Melo tape all day, bro. I Melo's just a, like a technician with his footwork and 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 score his bag. Is is he doesn't have the athleticism those other guys had, but as far as footwork and just like dogging people in the post and in the in the in the mid range, it's, it's nasty. People would be on him. They would be on him the whole time too, and he would still make the shit. Bro. Yeah, he would still make the shot. It, it it was incredible what uh what Melo did with the ball for sure. Facts. Uh, Dub watch games. He's fixed his shot selection. If he's fit his shot, if he's fixed his shot selection the last two games, I'm not hearing you, bro. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I'm not. I'm not hearing you. Like, come on, bro. He still I has a bad shot selection. Y'all had an argument before about like Nate McMillan and. To me, Nate McMillan has been great for Trey, uh, Trey's evolution as far as uh, like a disciplinarian, like uh, curtailing his. Oh. I think we lost him. Oh. No. Oh, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yep. There you go. There you go. Say something. Y'all got me? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, we, we got, got you. We got you. you. Uh, yeah, you were talking yeah, about so, you, but, you left off Nick, as like. Uh, Trey, uh, he's just not it, bro. He's, he, he, he is what he is at this point, I think. What were you saying about Nate McMillan? Because you cut out on there. Oh, because y'all was talking about him earlier. Like, they're trying to get rid of him. They're talking about firing him. And, it, you know, as far as what Trey needs. And, like, McMillan was that disciplinarian. He already curtailed uh, Trey Young's shot uh, uh, taking and uh, his bad shot and trying to get him more to be more of a facilitator of the offense. And it's just not translating. So, I don't know. I don't know what they with Trey. I think, I think, like, for Nate McMillan, I do agree with you that he was a good part of setting Trey up for success, especially in the beginning of his career. 
But I think there's a point in time where it's like you can only grow so much with somebody, right? Sure. And Nate McMillan, I, I think, is like this is probably the best we will see Trey Young be with Nate McMillan, and now it's just try to see uh, a new face, you know? I agree, but I think this is the best Trey Young we're going to see, period. You know what I'm saying? Really? No I do. way. I do. I do. I don't think it gets much better for him. For him. And he's good. Don't get me wrong, but he's just – it's not winning basketball. You know what I'm so, saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm off the – I'm kind of I'm like off the Trey Young train at this point. It's, he's losing me. That's yeah. what I can say. He's losing me. No, I agree. I agree 100%. So where do you guys rank Trey right now? Is he a top 20 player? Oh, that's tough. Oh, no, the league is that. I used to have him as – I think I had him as like the fourth best point guard in the NBA. Now he's like sixth. Kyrie. So better. I'll take Kyrie. I'll take Kyrie over Trey any day. I, I used to – I was saying he's better than Ja. Shout out um, to Euro though. Euro's been. It was saying now, years. like when I first started watching, <laughs> which is not too long ago, y'all said, uh, y'all said, uh, you said that Trey was better than John. I almost lost it from watching it myself. I, I, like, I oh, think he was, I, the we thing is, I think he was. I think he was better than John Moran at that point. But now I'm every time I watch him, like part part for me, the issue I have with Nate McMillan is just the offense is very stagnant. If you think that's because of Trey, that's a conversation I'm willing to have. I mean, it might be right. because of him. But I'm I'm looking at it, I'm like there's no way you just it's like it's like it's my turn your turn type of thing. Trey Young right. will run the offense and then when he doesn't have the ball he's just standing in the corner when Dejounte has it. Like, there's no way you have talent like that level of talent and you're not doing something more. I think uh, you get rid of Trey and let uh, Murray grab the reins to that thing, man, and see how far he could take it with some other uh, some other good pieces. For sure. Did you watch Did you watch that show? Did you watch that show? I did that see that. I, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, I don't agree with you too often, but I definitely agree. With you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, let 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 Murray uh, grab the reins of that thing, put some good pieces around him, and I think they can go a lot further. Even though Trey has took him to some to some good places, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, against Philly, that was a good series. In that last game, I think he he dogged it. And uh, uh, what's the boy's name? Huerta, however you said, he bailed Kevin, him out. Kevin Herter, Herter, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He bailed him out, so but uh, but yeah, but um, Trey, nah, man. I, I really like, like what I've seen from DeJounte Murray this year. I think he stepped up a lot, uh, as a defender, as a scorer, and even, yeah. even though he's not averaging the same much, I think as a passer, he did get a little bit better as well. I called uh, him overrated. You did call him overrated. I remember that you were nasty for that. No, but, I wasn't. People were people were gassing him because he was averaging a net triple double. They weren't watching Spurs games. Are, are, are they gassing him right now? No. And I think he's better now than he was last year. That's the, <laughs> that's the point. They were just looking at the box score. My whole point, he was like 19, 9, and 9 or whatever. And they were acting like he was just some second coming of Russell Westbrook when they weren't watching mm -hmm. him. That, that was no. the issue I had with him. I like, feel you. And, that, and, and nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about DeJounte Murray actually this season. Now that I think Because he's it. not averaging a near triple-double. Like, people just look at the box score. I'm trying to tell you. like That's crazy. That's so nah, crazy. Yeah, he's he he's nice. When 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 he when the offense is running through him, it just looks a lot better to me um than when Trey is running the offense, you know what I'm saying? But you know, uh we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. What 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 you let me read off the super chat real quick from Alex Martin. Does OKC win a chip if KD had Dame instead of Russ? Damn. That's a up great until, question. Up until twenty sixteen, no. Unless you assume KD stays. 2016. 26, what was 2016 20, Dame doing? 2016 Dame was losing to Golden State without Steph. Without Steph? 
yeah, Steph got hurt, missed like most of the series, played like two games. And Dame was not playing well. Like up until like Dame didn't like turn the corner until like maybe the next year. Like Dame Dame was a good player, but that's when Dame was still just being called underrated. Russell Westbrook was the second best point guard in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I, I was yeah, he was just he was just a much better. But 2016, nah, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not I'm not holding If you that. think the diff- if you think the shooting is that valuable, I just find it hard to believe you think they don't win that series with Steve Nash. Mars, you nasty, bro. If you think the shooting of Dame was that would be that valuable that they win, but you don't think they win with Steve Nash, I think you didn't make sense. It's not about shooting, it's about aggressiveness. I don't trust Steve Nash to be the aggressive player that Russ was to be up 3 1. Damian Lillard, I would trust his aggressiveness. One, two, you're penalizing Damian. You you said Damian Lillard was losing to Stephen to the Golden State Warriors without Stephen Curry. Yeah, that's what happened in 2016. Yeah, yeah but bro, like, let's not act that Golden State Warriors team was still stacked. Well, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I expected them to win. I'm, I'm like saying, I'm saying, I'm saying that's what happened. I'm reminding you of the year. He also nah, played nah. trash in the series. Yeah, just so you know, he played. He trash. played trash I, in the series, but I mean, come on, bro, that going. Yeah, he had a bad series, but he played trash. His team, it's just, it's, that's just a way. I'm just saying, Draymond Green was the best player on the court that series, and I'm, I mean, I heard he was trash, but that's nasty. Yeah, if I think if you put Draymond the OKC. I think we might have some different outcomes. I honestly do. I just feel like Russ is – he's a detriment to your team. He's like – in the playoffs, he, he he kills me. I, I can't do it. I can't do it with, with Russ, man. Russ does. Russ does kill it in the playoffs, bro. I'm going to go with Dane, but Mars, like, I'm sorry. You got to let go of this Steve Nash, bro. You got to let go of this I'm not – no. Bro. He's better than your favorite point guard. Only thing, only thing I say about Steve <laughs> – Unless it's like Steph Curry or Barry Johnson. Who is my favorite point guard? Chris Paul. He's better than Chris Paul. No, no, he's not better than Chris Paul. He's better than Chris Paul. No, not at all. Steve Nash. He's better than Chris Paul. He's better than Chris Paul. We'll have to lie. Chris Chris Paul ranks higher because of longevity, but he's better than Peak. It's still it's still Chris Paul. No, Peak Peak is Steve Nash. Peak is Steve Nash. Peak is Chris Paul. Peak is Steve Nash. How? Two MVPs. <laughs> nah, <Chris. laughs> the MVPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, yeah. Wait, 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 I thought you said wait. the MVP it was just you know. Hey, two, two MVPs. Two MVPs. Who finished more times in top narratives. five? Who cares about top five? Who cares? Who finished? Who finished more? Who won it? Who won it? I, I, I genuinely don't know. Who got the All Star MVP? Chris Paul. Let me see. Who does have the All Star? I know. I'm looking at it right now. You okay. Steve Nash. I got Chris Paul. Steve Nash does not have an All Star MVP. Chris Paul got one. There we go. He won. Oh damn! He <laughs> got it. <laughs> hey, real quick. Yeah, I lost. Real quick, real quick I wanted to get into uh, uh, you guys. Take. We lost him again. It's like in and out. I keep but, on cutting out, bro. Yeah, you keep on cutting out. What was your you question, real quick? I was just saying about the 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 um the topic of the show when you guys talk about old era and new era and i think what you guys leave out a lot um you know especially dub dub i, I mean uh, uh mars i love mars and his takes or whatever but you guys always leave out the mental aspect of the game like some of these guys talent is is you know it is what it is like you have less talented players who are greater you have more talented players who are not as great you know what i'm saying but you guys 
never really get into the mentality and people's will to win and what makes Jordan great and what makes LeBron and all these players great a lot of time is their mentality. Tracy McGrady is more talented than a lot of players, but he might not necessarily have a mentality, you know what I'm saying, to 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 affect winning like these other guys had. So uh, Kobe, for instance, his mentality on winning. You guys never get into that. And what, what makes these guys great, you talk about their skill. Um. You call again, but we got the point. The issue, the issue, well, the reason I don't like talk about mentality or whatever, because even though I think I think it's important, if you play if you played sports at any level, you would understand how important mentality is and confidence, etc., is a big part of success. But the reason I don't talk about it is because I can't I can't prove someone's mental toughness. Like, for example, MJ won six rings that's fantastic if i attribute him winning it because of his mentality i just see that as that's just like a base it's, to me it's just like it's like a cop-out way of viewing things like oh t-mac lost because he wasn't as mentally tough like no he lost because of to me other reasons so like i don't want to just use mentality i can't prove how mentally tough someone was so i i can't prove how mentally tough kobe was i hear the stories i'm not discrediting any of the stories but on the court, I'm watching. I'm watching basketball games on the court. I'm not. I'm not there just looking at Kobe killing people mentally. I'm. I'm not seeing that. I'm watching what he's doing without the ball. I'm watching what he's doing with the ball. I'm watching everything to do with playing basketball. Do I believe mentality is part of it? Yes. But if I start talking about mentality, then the conversations get really crazy, subjective, crazy, arbitrary. Like if I if I tell someone Steph Curry has the best mentality ever, who are you to tell me I'm wrong? Like, like you can't prove me wrong. It's just something I'm going to believe. So that's why I, I can't, I don't really like talking about it because it's just, it's just hard for me to like measure, I guess. So I can't, I just try to keep out of the conversation, I guess. If that makes sense. Oh man. Uh, to answer the question, uh, that was beautiful, Mars. To answer Thank the question, uh, my whole thing with the mentality the per people that I know is the people that I know. If I don't, I don't. Like Paul George, I talked about Paul George and his scoring, and I think that is a mentality issue because I think he does have the physical tools and the talent to be a great scorer. But I think that there's something with his mentality that keeps him from being like that 25 efficient guy. He's, I think he's too nonchalant or not as confident as nothing. That, that does play a part in your game. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. uh, but like besides like Kobe, like MJ – LeBron has a strong mentality too. Is like, how many people can I argue the mentality argument against? Like, really? Like, it's not. Like, I, I can't argue Kareem's mentality. Like, it, I haven't seen it like that. I can't argue Kareem's. I can't argue Magic's like that. I can argue CP3's because I know him. Jimmy Butler's, I know him like that. Uh, Kev Kevin Garnett's, uh, Paul Pierce's mentality. But I mean, even with those guys with a strong mentality, the Boston Celtics won when they were all together. Right, they they weren't winning on their own. They won when they formed that team. Even with those strong mentalities, they still didn't get it done until they were together. So, it's like, how much am I going to sit here and factor in mentality to a player being better than somebody else? I get it yeah. though. I think I think it yeah, is I, I get I get that people value it, and I'm not saying I don't value it. I just when I'm talking about players and who's better, I just can't. Like mentality is so subjective and so ambiguous. Like. If I if I say I have Bird over Magic because I think Bird is mentally tougher because he played with a bad back, like to me it's just like 
I can't. It's like something you don't. There's nothing to argue at that point. It's like arguing accolades. That's the way I view it. It's just like arguing accolades, in my opinion. So I, I just keep out of the conversation as much as possible. But I do understand it's important in sports. Gotcha. Cruiser Nation, what's good with you, bro? Uh, I think your mic is muted or something because I don't, I don't hear you, my guy. Maybe he's talking to someone else. Nah, nah, I don't hear you, bro. No, he's not. Uh, let me say that. He's not talking to us? No, I, no, he... <laughs> he might be saying... He might be spitting right now, but we will never know. I want to know. Does he even... I don't know. Does he know? Yo, put a thumb up if you know that you in here. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So he is talking to us. He is talking to us. Yeah, I can't hear you, bro. Like, I can't hear you at all. Damn. Cause it's throwing me off because he's looking that way, but then the camera's right there, so I didn't know. I got he came, it. He got came it. with he came with a great setup as well, and now his mic's not working. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna bring somebody else up, see if you can figure that out, and then I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have you up here, my guy. You. What up, though? What's good? What's, what's good? Let me read the super chat real quick. Alex Martin with the super chat. Switch Bulls and Warriors Dynasty. Are they coming out with the same success? So huh? if, the, if the if the Golden State Warriors was in the nineties, oh. and if the Chicago Bulls was in the twenty fifteens, uh, I don't think you. I don't think any team is winning six championships in this game. I Teams think Warriors won eight first. championships. I think they went. I think they had the same success in the eighties. I mean, in the nineties. Oh, do they? I mean, do they still get Kevin Durant? Do they still yeah, get they Kevin, Durant? Kevin Durant? Then I think they win about six. So yeah, that, probably... that, that KD team is going to be hard to beat. Not a 73. No, nah, I mean, I think they win about three or four. So if I'm going to sit here and play this hypothetical game, the Warriors in the beginning would have just Stephen Curry for the two finals trips that they went on. Yeah, mm-hmm. Steph Clay. Jay and then 1990. So are they beating the Los Angeles Lakers without uh, uh, KD? The Lakers, the, La- the Lakers with Magic and James Worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they beat them. And then are they beating yeah, the Phoenix maybe. Suns the next year? No, Portland is the next year. Portland, Portland, my bad. They, um, they beat every team. MJ beat the Warriors better than. Them. I think they mocked Phoenix in '93. That but they'll have trapped. KD. They'll have KD at that time. So oh, oh, yo, then oh yeah, even then. But yeah, I, th- I think I think Ma- I think the Lakers is tough. That can go either way, in my opinion. I think they beat Portland, and then KD arrives, and they mock Phoenix. With or without KD, they mock Phoenix, in my opinion. And then do they beat the uh, Houston Rockets? The Rockets? I don't well, know the how Bulls didn't play them, so let's... The Bulls didn't play them, so... Um, we'll oh, go so with, the, uh, the Sonics. We'll go with the Sonics. Do they beat the Sonics? With or without KD? With KD, with KD. They beat, they beat the Sonics, for sure. Yeah, I think they, I think they beat Seattle with KD. Okay, and so then, then, the, the, get the jazz out of here, man. What are we doing, man? Right, jazz jazz out of here. All right, so now we're going to do Chicago. Jack, no, the jazz was good, though. The jazz, they sweat Shaq. Yeah, uh, good, good for him. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about John Stock is a fraud. I'm not talking about the jazz, man. Shaq couldn't go out of pick and roll. Draymond Green can. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, what do we call it? And then another one is the Chicago Bulls from 2015 onward. Do they so, the Cavs get hurt again? Cavs could get hurt again, yeah. I'll give them that. Okay, so that's a win. Yeah. Twenty sixteen, the Cavs. I think they beat the Cavs in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Twenty seventeen, the Cavs again. I think they. I think they destroyed the Cavs in twenty seventeen, just because of their bad defense. 
This is where Horace Grant. This is where Horace Grant. Yeah, yeah, that's first three times. Now we're including Dennis Rodman in the next three. So okay. So 2019, fully healthy. They're playing a Raptors. Toronto. Yeah, they're playing Toronto. I think they. I think they beat. I mean, I think they beat Toronto. Yeah. 2022, um, Boston. The Square people still have a bad back. Yeah, they, we would have to. They beat Boston. Okay. Yeah, they beat Boston. I just wanted. I just wanted to see what. Yeah, I think. I think they. They win every year. Genuinely, I genuinely think they win every year. Okay. It's still. The, it's still the same both ways to me. For both teams. Same both ways. They both. They both still dominate. So out of. So you have the Showtime Lakers, the Golden State Warriors, and uh, the which was which was teams are better? You guys going with the seventy-two and ten team? Yeah, I think the second three P team is better than the first. Yeah. Okay, and then the second three P team is Chicago Bulls. In this hierarchy, who's one through three? As a whole, or just single seasons, like twenty seventeen Warriors, or just the KD Warriors? You know what I'm saying? Nah, overall, Mars, you know how we do this. We okay, do so Chicago, number one. So okay, so when we do Showtime Lakers, <laughs> so, so I need to make sure I'm on. The, so when we do Showtime Lakers, we're doing the whole time Magic and Kareem played together, or just like just the the overall, games? like overall. So which 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 version of Lakers do you think was the best? Was it with Jamal Wilkes? Or was it with James? Eighty-seven, 87 Lakers are the best. Eighty-seven Lakers are the best Lakers. Are you sure? Yeah, in my opinion, with an older Kareem. <laughs> I watched that finals. Yeah, worthy. That's, that's 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 peak Magic Johnson. That's that's Michael Cooper still on that team. James James Worthy's on that team. Magic Johnson at his peak. Byron Scott. Worthy on that was team. a dog. Okay. I, okay. I think I think they're better than like the eighty. I think they're better than nineteen eighty Lakers for sure. Better than eighty five. Better than eighty five Lakers. The eighty six. Yeah, eighty six. That's a tough matchup. I don't know because those those teams are. In, but 87 Lakers, I think the 2017 Warriors are better than the 87 Lakers. So Bulls, Lakers. Bulls, Warriors, Lakers, in my opinion. Got you, got you. All right, cool. That was a good question. What you got to say, my guy? And let me see if we can see if we can get, the, get my guy up here, Cruiser up here. Yo, Cruiser. What up, dog? Ah, there, there we go. go. What's going on with y'all, man? What's up with you, man? We good, we go. man. We good, we good. You got the big dog oh. Mars in the building. Yes, Do sir. It. Yes, sir. So, hey, yeah, what you Oh, I can go. Yeah, yeah. Both of y'all hey, can go. Go hey, ahead. Hey, hey, Doug. Man, I, I don't really, I don't really got no problem with you, Dub. I don't got no problem with Mars. I, I like y'all boy taste. Dub, I think you an old school though, guy though, deep down inside, Dub. You just like to argue, bro. Listen. <laughs> I, hey, hey, hey Doug. When you say that, now I, I'm, I'm mixed. I'm 85. I'm born 85. So I, I got a chance to see Jordan. I got a chance to see this generation. I would never say that the generation before me was worse than where I'm at now. I think what they went through, they went through a lot. I think those guys back then could handle the ball. They could dribble the ball. They could shoot the ball. It was that back then you got to think too coaching. Players had got more power now. So the coaching is different now. If you was a big man back in the days, like KG was when he was in high school, KG looked like a two guard. Mm-hmm. Go back and look at him in high school, he like a two guard. But you go to college, they'd be like, man, no, nah, you got you too big. You 6'10. You 6'11. You got to go to the block. You got to go mm-hmm. here. So I think those guys did have a game. It's just the coaching back then didn't let them. And what I think yeah. is in sports today, too, is 
the game never changed, like Mar said earlier. No, the rules never changed. Rules still the same. And that that lets you know defense back then, the reason older guys say the guys back then was a little bit better defensively is because the zone defense, Mar, tell me if I'm mistaken. You probably looked this up. The zone mm-hmm. defense didn't really get implemented to what by 2002, right? Mars and my yeah, round about that time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. back then you had to actually lock your man up, man to man. Revert back to where we at now. Look at the teams. Go to Golden State. Go back to last year Golden State. Go back to even Boston before they got to Golden State. Every when the game slows down, everything reverts back to its natural nature. Everybody, the teams that win championships, even the 04 Pistons, they were the first team to be able to switch everything. They beat the Lakers. Any team that can switch is going to give team problems. Uh, Houston Rockets with KD, them, the most unbeatable team, they would have them down before Chris Paul went down. Chris Paul said the only reason they learned how to switch because they knew they was going to have to face Golden State. If you can switch and play man-to-man, they're going to be the teams who are going to win in the NBA. So, yeah, the rules changed a little bit because nobody played defense in the regular season and with the – with the process of uh the process of the new what's that new system they got with the play-in tournament, a lot of teams a little bit more lax. They feel like let us just get to the nine or ten spot. So the regular season ain't it is, don't mean as much. Don't mean as much as what it did. So the defense is a little bit more lax. But when the playoffs come, it reverts back to the old days. And another thing I hate the KD situation. Uh, they were talking about Tatum lock KD up. Nobody guards KD one on one in the NBA. They didn't guard him one on one. Tatum stood in front of him. When KD dribbled right, a thir- another person came off the edges and collapsed. When he dribbled left, another person came. They basically triple teamed KD, and they had no shooting around KD. Kyrie was on Ramadan. Let's be real. He had that one game where he scored 40 points. After that, <laughs> Kyrie was eating bananas. He didn't have no energy. They had no shooters, no Joe Harris. You know what I mean? So you have to be able to play man-to-man defense, and that's why a lot of these guys – Draymond a good help defender. Uh – What's your point? Giannis, a good help defender, but ain't mm-hmm. too many guys that can actually D up and play D. You got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George when he wants to. Uh from Kel this Bridges. generation that I've seen, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Then you can go back a little bit, Bruce Bowen, Tony Allen. Wait, Bridges don't guys, Bridges don't Bridges don't be uh guarding Brid, up one on one? Bridges, I just I just missed him. Bridges do his uh, thing, but I'm just Wiggins. saying Bridges, Wiggins, and Wiggins. another thing with Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. That's why the physicality matters with the old school. Look how uh, Jason Tatum, as good as he is, watch the teams that get physical with him. That's why Jalen Brown had most success consistently in the playoff because Jason Brown played through contact better than Jason Tatum. Watch when Jason Tatum get a bigger guy on him. Anybody who's 6'8 or better give Jason Tatum problems. He touched him a little bit. He fumbled the ball. He turned the ball over. He don't play good through contact. That's why hmm. a lot of guys – and I think back in the days, you had at the one and two spot, I think the point guards handled the ball a little bit better. And then your two guard back then could handle the ball a little bit better. So I think you had more ball handlers back then than you got now. And that shows once the playoffs come because you got a you, – Luca, he going to bring the ball up. You know what I mean? He going to bring the ball up. LeBron, he going to bring the ball up. But the rest of them guys need to get their shots created from LeBron or Luca or all them other guys. KD, Brooklyn, they're going to be good. Jason Tatum, he, all right, he got all right handle. But it's going to be mostly Kyrie, KD. You go to Phoenix, Devin Booker got all right handle. You go to uh, Chris Paul, he they, he him. Who else? Uh, and, uh, dang, somebody else. And Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, I forgot about him. That's another one. 
Drew Holiday are more of an old school defender too. In the day, nobody really played one on one. Everybody getting picks. You get picked, you get the good guy off you, and they think, oh, he dropped 740 on this joker head. No, he didn't. If you go back and look at when certain these defenders on these jokers primarily, you can tell that's what you got to go back and look at. When a guy's on a guy primarily most of the time. You can't say, oh, I got a pick from this guy. He was guarding me. I dropped 40, so he gave me 40 buckets. No, he wasn't on you the whole time. You went around 30 screens. That's another thing. <laughs> well, that's another reason why I don't think these new players is as talented as people think they is because they scoring out, they're going out here scoring 30 and 40 every night, but they're doing it against average defenders. When the best defenders is coming up to guard them, they're calling for screens every time. They're not going at the best defenders. they they scoring on they trying to get a switch to have Jokic guarding a point guard. Of course, you're gonna get a bucket like that. I mean, it ain't. I'm not that impressed with these with these guys. So I'm not gonna. So I'm it's, not, more, I'm it's more skill to obviously take the better defenders one on one and score that way, and that's what players back then were doing more than today. It's all about mismatches. So of course you're gonna look yeah. better when you're attacking a mismatch. Yeah, that's Basically. what I'm saying. So, you can't. Well, you can't. Argue that. I'm not gonna lie. You can't argue that. And I think I think I'm that I think it's just I, a different. I, I like to think, argue, so I'm not going to argue. This whole <laughs> I think the play style is just different. No. <laughs> hey, Bill, these players good, coming up today. They these players coming up today. They working on their threes. They started from the outside in, but the players back in the day, they started from the inside out. So back in the '80s and '90s, the players was more skilled in the paint and in the post. Versus today, they more skilled at shooting threes. That's all it is. It's just a different play style. Man, yeah, but people better. people view jump shooting as skill. Like if you look at the most skilled player, like it's, it's all jump shooting and ball handling. So that's why people say today's more skill because that's what people view as skill. It's not about post work. It's not about. It's not really about footwork. It's not about. It's not even. It's not even about like passing or any of those things. It's just about how well can you shoot and how well can you dribble. Like that's what skill is at this point. Yeah, and that ain't really. That's not the way you gotta look at it. Like you gotta look. Post up footwork, all that is skill. Like fundamentals. I think that's included in the fundamentals. Skill. I think they all that's better fundamentals. I, I think they have better play with better fundamentals in the eighties and nineties and early two thousands. I think they had a better post game, but that's about it. Post game, I would say, is better, but then everything else, I would lean more towards everything else. Uh, the mid range is better. Uh, mid range. Uh, they weren't doing dribble pull ups like that. I'm gonna be real. Yeah. They weren't. In the eighties, no, but like drill pull-ups, pull the way that they do it now. They don't even from the mid range, from the mid range to eighties. Uh, my way. bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Hey, Doug, Mar, what y'all think of uh? I got one. This question here, to me, I, I'm just saying what I seen, what I seen, and what I look at. Like, what y'all think of Kyrie Irving? I'm just forget his antics and how you feel about him, about a about leadership wise and trying to carry a team and all that bull crap, get all that. We just talk about strictly basketball. Put the ball in the hoop, dribble, post up, footwork, finish at the rim. How is Kyrie not a top five player in the NBA on that just aspect of not? I ain't seen nobody like Kyrie in my life. Like, I like that dude is so amazing to me. I, I ain't seen nobody like Kyrie Irving. Outside of, you know what I mean? And we can arguably say, Kyrie basically probably should have won Finals MVP. Damn near, they could not mm. stop this man in Golden State. <laughs> now, I don't think I don't think Kyrie could have won Finals MVP, but I do think he deserves more credit than a lot of people do give him. 
Um, Kyrie Irving, I, I hear a lot of disrespect towards Kyrie Irving. We just argued about that yesterday with Joel uh, about him being a top five point guard and not a superstar. Uh, I agree with everything you said. Kyrie Irving, in my opinion, is one of the most uh, amazing players I've ever seen. A lot of things he does, not a lot of people can do. And I just think he brings so much to the game. I think people overrate the fact that a lot of times whenever he was in a shit scenario, they yeah. act as if that's the whole totality of his game when it's not true. He only was on the Cleveland Cavaliers for a little bit little bit of time. He went to the Boston Celtics, and they were a first seed with Kyrie Irving when he was the best player. Then he had one down season in the, in the next year against the, on the Boston Celtics, so I do get that point. But then every other year, every other year he's been hurt or been on terrible supporting cast, and he didn't even have a full postseason besides last season. Uh, to have with Katie to show who he is. So it was like, how can you just sit here and call say that this guy isn't who we say he is when your sample size is way smaller to to prove that he's not a superstar? I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't get it. I think Kyrie, I think Kyrie is one of the most skilled offensively point guards we've ever seen. He might be the most skilled point guard offensively. But the reason I don't think he's top five is because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going to go back to my water analogy, but um, I think what he does, he's, he's excellent in so many aspects of the game. So, like, his footwork is elite. His mid-range game is elite. Both, both shoulders, you can turn off both shoulders. You can pull up from any angle. You can finish at any angle around the rim. And he can shoot the long ball. He can shoot off the screen. He can shoot off the catch, etc. He can do all of And he's a good passer. He can do all of those things. But when I'm looking at him in terms of how he impacts the game doing all of those things, I just don't feel like, when I'm, when I'm watching him, his impact on the game, like, as a scorer, he's great. Then I look at him in the playoffs, the scoring efficiency goes down because of how... Sometimes your biggest strength can be your biggest weakness. The amount of ways he can score is so great, but when you can score so many ways, you, en- you eventually end up taking shots that aren't advantageous to your team. He can make so many crazy shots, he ends up taking so many crazy shots. So his efficiency tends some, can sometimes hurt his team. Sometimes he can be too shot heavy and he can um, miss on passing opportunities or playmaking opportunities for his team. Sometimes he can make a layup more difficult than it needs to be. Sometimes he'll take, like I said, he'll take shots he doesn't need to take. His defense, for the most part of his career, has been very suspect. And as a primary ball handler, I think his decision-making as a playmaker is, it leaves a lot to be desired, even though I think he's a very skilled and competent passer. If you, if you watch the passes Kyrie makes, his floor vision is very good. Like he can read the floor very well and he knows when to make the right passes. Like Nicholas Claxton has been feeding off Kyrie Dimes all season at this point. But the, the issue I have with him is sometimes he's too gauged towards scoring and ends up that overall hurts his impact, even though it doesn't change the fact that well, I have to disagree. he's still the I'm, most skilled point guard in the NBA. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I disagree with that take mainly in the playoffs because like, like I said, the whole totality of his playoff career like, he's been phenomenal in the playoffs, right? He only has two series in 2019 and then 2022 where it's bad. But last year in 2021 with the Brooklyn Nets, I mean, not last year, the year before with the Brooklyn Nets, 2021, mm-hmm. he was playing well in the playoffs. In Cleveland, he was playing well in the playoffs in 2017 and 2016, making the pass. Like you said, I mean, he is more of a scorer. We all know that. He does have a good, keen ability to pass the ball and distribute the rock as well. But he's playing with LeBron James at that time, so he didn't have to do it to that extent. Um but, yeah, I mean, to sit here and, like, criticize Kyrie Irving so badly, and I'm not saying you're doing this, Mars, but for a lot of people, mainly off of, like, just two postseason runs, I think it's stupid. I'm not going to lie. I just think it's stupid. I think it's stupid to sit here and crucify somebody off of two postseason runs. 
Hey, Mars and one and another thing too. Hey, you want to go, bro? I want to. If you have something to say, I just think Kyrie. He he like a smaller version of Kobe, without the defense. Like if Kyrie was six six and was the first team all defender, here Blake probably be the best player in the NBA right now. I think that hurt him that he just too little. He's too small. Hey, what y'all? What y'all think of? Are y'all? I don't know how y'all feel about this, Doug Mars. Where you? Where are y'all on like do y'all punish people if they team don't win? Like say for instance, a, a guy gets somewhere and they have a bad series or injuries happen or they team don't win. Do y'all say this player not good because his team didn't get it done? Where y'all at on that? No, do y'all I, I, put do y'all put the onus like some people put it like on one guy. You know what I mean? Or a team don't get it done because you know when the playoff times come, it's a lot of teams that have 58 win seasons. 60 wins and losing the playoffs. And uh some teams done blue leads. Like y'all know, once a team figure you out, once a team figure you out, sometimes it's hard for you to get that momentum back. I go back to the uh the 3-1 lead the Warriors uh took on uh, uh what was three one lead Cleveland. No, the three one lead uh not Cleveland uh OKC when they played uh OKC. Mm-hmm. Okay, see if you go back and look at that. that my bad, my game. bad, my bad. Who has a child in the background? I'm sorry. Uh, who has a child in the background? Somebody crying. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Just that, uh, that OKC team that year. I think Andre Iguodala. He came out and said that they really was the best team in the league that year. From a talent standpoint, yeah, he did say they were the most talented team. But um, the. The, the um, do I do I wait for him to come back to answer his question or what? Go ahead, ask a question. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. From I don't judge players from a win and wins and losses standpoint. I I don't. I think it's like I don't give single players credit when a team wins. Like I don't say Steph Curry beat the Boston Celtics, Golden State beat the Boston Celtics. I don't say I don't give a player's sole credit when a team loses. I don't say Steph Curry lost to Cleveland, Golden State lost to Cleveland. I do think single players can be more impactful towards the result of a game. Like that's why you have MVPs, or you can just watch the game and see who was the most impactful. So I do. I think those things are true, but I'm not going to say a player is worse because their team lost to another team. Like that's ridiculous to me. Like the 0-9 Cavs didn't didn't make lebron worse because he lost to orlando that that's not what happened so it's just some people do it like that i don't like it because then if you give them all the credit when they lose you have to give them all the credit when they win and if you give them all the credit when they win you have to give them all the credit when they lose and people seem to not be able to do that both ways and that's the issue i have so i just say teams win players don't win players contribute to a team winning that's all it is i think uh i think uh go ahead go ahead Doug. Uh, my my whole thing is uh, I analyze like every series and every game like differently from one another. So if I sit here and see like Paul George, right? Me and Mars had this debate about Paul George and Russell Westbrook and uh, blaming uh, the series on Russell Westbrook or Paul George. I mainly held Paul George and I looked at him more of the guy to blame mainly because I thought that Russ was trying to play through him. I recognized that Russ was trying to play through him and Paul George wasn't answering that call. So my mind frame. If Paul George is struggling, he's not performing, he's not answering that call, and I see the guy literally trying to feed into that, I'm going to put more of that blame on Paul George. I just analyze it differently. Kevin Durant Kevin Durant uh, against the 2016 uh, Golden State Warriors, right? I don't really sit here and say, like, 
we just have to exalt him with all the blame because I do understand he played bad. I think Russell Westbrook gets a short end of the stick a lot of the times because of that. But then I do understand that the spacing on that team was terrible as well for Russ and KD to, to succeed. I mean, yeah, Andre Roberson out there who wasn't a floor spacer, Steven Adams out there who's not a floor spacer. Obaka was a floor spacer, but it's not to like a crazy extent. But even then, you're relying on KD and then Obaka to space the floor for your team. That's not really a recipe I think that that team could, you know, get over the hump. The fact that they were up 3-1 was actually a surprise to me, in my opinion. But, um, but yeah, I just analyze it differently, bro. I mean, every series is different. I look at every series or game differently, and whatever they show me is whatever they show me, bro. If one person's to blame, I'm going to blame that one person. But if not... It is what it is. Like LeBron James against Miami in 2011, I will always say I'm putting all of that blame on him because, in my opinion, if he played to himself, they would have won. It is what it is. And I also give credit to Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki showed out crazy in that whole 2011 finals run. It is what it is. Give him credit for that. But I do understand the context of Dirk. In order for Dirk to succeed, LeBron James had to fail. And that's just a fact. So, yeah, I mean, I it is what it is. So how am I going to sit here and I could praise Dirk Nowitzki for overperforming, but I do need to understand that why he won. And part of the reason, a big part of the reason why he won is because LeBron folded. And I can't sit here and say just because Dirk won in 2011, he's better than a guy like a Carl Malone or better than a guy like a Kevin Garnett because of that one ring. I think I just don't do it like that. Yeah, I don't think um... – these players win by coincidence or just because, like, they got a good team. I think if, like, the Steph Currys and the LeBrons and the Kobe's and Jordan, they win multiple championships because they're the best player. If you're winning three, four, plus five, plus championships, you're winning because not you're the best player. Yeah, you got a good team around you, but it's a lot of players who have good teams. Like, it's plenty. It's four, eight, 12 good teams in the NBA. These other players got good teams too, but they're not winning. I think the separator is the best player. If you were a top two, three best player in the world, that's who's going to win the championship. It's been like that throughout history. The 70s, 80s. 80s, you had Magic and Bird. They won all the championships. The 90s, Jordan won. When Jordan retired, Olajuwon won the two championships when Jordan retired. He was the best player. Can I Kobe, ask you this? That's because they put good teams around these best players. You're not going to waste these players' talents. No, you know? but my like, point is... My for example, point if Kobe is, was on Orlando, where T-Mac was, he's not winning. That doesn't make Kobe worse. He just had a bad situation. No. That's the way no, I view it. No, if you ain't got the team, then you ain't got the team. But I'm saying, once you do get the team, mm-hmm. and like, say, uh, T-Mac, he had a team in Houston. When he was in Houston, he had a championship mm-hmm. They yeah, kept getting hurt though. They had they, they, they had one, they had, they had one run together, and I think they lost to the Jazz. I think, that, I think every every other year, every other year they couldn't. They weren't on the court at the same time. Either Yao was hurt or he was hurt. But yeah, he did have a team in Houston, so you're not wrong. But even but, then, like even the dude. best players, think about it like this: the best players in the world, right? A large portion of the time, they also have the best supporting cast in the league as well. That ain't true. So who won? I don't think who won and didn't have. Damn near the best supporting cast in the league. I don't the think the Warriors years. had. I don't think the Warriors had the best support. Curry had the best supporting cast when he won. Who should they have lost to? The Warriors first year. Mm-hmm. They who won. should they? Who should they have lost to? No, I'm about to tell you. The first yeah. year when they won 67 games, they weren't expected to win, win, win 67 games, won the championship. 
they started that season with a plus 2,800 odds to win the championship. So, and that, the, 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 the uh, preseason rank is, is going off, you know, the time that you have on your roster. That's all they can judge you by. But things Warriors could change. This, Warriors, things Warriors could... was not this talented, super, super talented team. I feel it you, was but things AC, could change. It was the AC the year before. Things could change. Things could change throughout the process of a season. You know, a team could show you something else that they're a title contending team, and that's what happened in 2015. Like in football, like the Carolina Panthers, when they went to the Super Bowl, nobody knew that they were going to make the Super Bowl. But what the team showed us is they showed us to be playing at that high of a level. I mean, that's what happened. So because I can't Cam say Newton. Cam Newton had that incredible season. Uh, the defense was amazing. The, the defense was elite as well. The defense was phenomenal, right? But the defense was elite. It was always good over there, though. But it's it a lot of Cam, the difference was Cam Newton. He had his best year. No, we. 100%. I think I think we all agree the best players are what makes these teams. Like you can't have, for example, you can't have the Golden State 2015, 2016 team just the whole roster and then not have Steph Curry and expect that team to be good or expect that team to win. We agree the difference makers are these superstar level outlier players. Shaq was a difference maker. Kobe was a difference maker. LeBron, Steph, MJ, right. Magic, Kareem. They're the difference makers. Right. But I can't judge you solely on winning and losing when I can understand that even though you're the difference maker, you tip the scales. If the scales are totally imbalanced, you're not going to win. You have to have the scales at an even playing field for where you can tip it in your favor. That's where you show how good you are. Or you show that you're the difference. But in order for that to even come into effect, the teams have to be somewhat even or somewhat balanced in the first place. That's that's all I'm trying to say. But I don't think... Um... The Warriors was a more talented team than the Cavs in 2016. I think the Cavs was better than them talent-wise on paper. I think talent-wise I mean, on paper, I would on paper in 2016. Well, the Cavs won anyway, so the even Cavs if they won. won more talented. So but the Cavs won, won, but I, I I still think Warriors was the better team. I feel you on that, but I the Cavs, think, the Cavs I, were still an elite, elite supporting cast for LeBron James. They had Kyrie, they had Kevin Love, they had J.R. Smith. It was still an elite supporting cast compared to everybody else. The Golden State Warriors were still an elite supporting cast for Stephen Curry compared to everybody else. I mean, the Miami Heat was an elite supporting cast compared to everybody else in the league that LeBron James had. Tim Duncan had a, also a great supporting cast when he was winning as well. I mean, Kobe Bryant had an elite supporting cast when he was winning as well. All of these great players that we hold in a top 10, top 5 realm had also an elite supporting cast to go with those guys. So if nah, the best okay. of the best players need an elite supporting cast to win, why am I crucifying guys who don't have that same elite supporting cast? No, I agree with that. I agree that these players need a great supporting cast. But I'm saying other players have great supporting cast as well who don't who don't win especially when multiple championships like i think there's charles some barkley. yeah charles yeah. barkley had a good team in phoenix mm -hmm. carmelon and utah they had a good squad but they couldn't <laughs> win because michael jordan was a difference maker i don't think michael jordan i think people overrate michael jordan michael jordan's help that he had on his team they overrate well were, Carmelo losing, losing to your Utah Jazz. I mean, who was better, Carmelo or Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. Who was better, Scottie Pittman or John Stockton? <laughs> Pittman. But but listen. So the two best listen, guys is listen. going to the Bulls' favor. So that's but listen, in not better. In '98, mm -hmm. Jordan was he he pretty much carried them in the finals in '98. And John Stockton didn't play well. Remember that game well. six? The game six? Well, he had 45. The team only scored, what, 80 points, 87 points? So, yeah, how much help did he really have? 
Like in a game like that, Michael Jordan was a difference maker. He had to rise to the cage. Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, the rise to the cage. A hundred point. The only point. If he I'm don't saying, rise to the cage, and they lose. The they only point. Pop, the only point I'm saying. You brought up like Karl Malone having the least supporting cast. One, Karl Malone lost to a better player, and on top of losing to a better player, he lost to a, a the better player who had also a better supporting cast around him. Right. So it's kind of hard for me to knock him if he went to back-to-back finals with a lesser supporting cast and losing to a guy who was better than him with a lesser supporting cast. I don't know that they had Carmelo had a lesser supporting cast. I think Pippen. I mean, that Pippen wrong, was nah, that than, defense was crazy, bro. That that defense for the Bulls was wild. Ninety-eight though. I think. Yeah, even even, even even in that, I mean, I I go to this game a lot. I watched it. I watched the Jazz score fifty points. I'm I'm sorry, like. <laughs> They can't score um, um, the Jazz. Like, I'm for, against jazz. Phoenix. Jordan had to average forty-one. Jordan had to average forty-one points in that series. If he don't do that, they might, they might lose that series. Phoenix won with Charles Barkley. I'm more lenient towards you, but then on top of that, the Phoenix defense wasn't that well. Offensively, they had good help with like Kevin Don, Kevin Johnson, and uh. Their their de- defense basically was Dan Marley, and I don't, I don't know how he was making the defensive teams, but. Like I'm not I'm not discrediting the rings. I'm Jordan was the difference maker, one hundred percent. That's what these great players do. They make the difference in these series. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, without Jordan's help, he's not in the position for him to be the difference maker. I think that's the point me and Dub are making. So we agree with you that when you get there, the difference is these Jordan, these Michael Jordans, these Kobe's, etc. But in order to get there, you don't get there without the pieces around you. That that's why I can't oh, yeah. give you all the credit when you win, and I won't give you all the blame when you lose. I think. Like, if they lost to the Jazz in 98, I'm not going to say it's Michael Jordan's fault. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say the Bulls mm-hmm. lost. I'm going to say there's a bunch of reasons why they lost. Scottie Pippen had a bad back. Maybe MJ wasn't scoring as well as he could. Maybe Dennis Rodman not being the Dennis Rodman we all knew. That could play a factor. Maybe Phil Jackson couldn't adjust the, the Utah Jazz pick and, roll de- pick and roll offense. There's a lot of things I would say before I just say it's all MJ's fault. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I agree with that. It ain't, they, they get bulk of the... Uh, credit but not all of it no you're right yeah i don't i don't agree with that way of thinking of giving all of the guys i don't agree with giving mj all of the credit but then also giving him like all the credit of winning and losing i don't like that way of thinking it's a team you give him a good bulk of it but all of it and praising like lebron james for making it to all these finals i mean like come on bro like it wasn't just him going there but what you guys say, Cruiser? Hey, man, this is my last question. Man, what y'all think of uh, this year coming out of these? Y'all think Philly going to come out of these? Philly looking like a team that can come out of these. They sleeper yeah, I, team. I said, that, I said that preseason and people call me crazy. All, no, no, only because Philly. the only reason I would give Philly the benefit of doubt because it seems like the Eagles may win the Super Bowl. So, mainly, since Ty <laughs> wants me to talk about mentality, maybe that could boost their mentality, their confidence to go win one for the city. But – I'm picking Boston, bro. I think Boston is the best team in the league. I don't trust. I don't trust Harden and Embiid. I think both of them are uh, playoff chokers. So until they prove to me that they can go into the playoffs and and, uh, and rise to the occasion and, and play better than they do in a regular season, I don't trust them. I, I like Milwaukee out the East and go. Oh. I like they. I like Golden State out the West. Oh, not Milwaukee. I go. I feel you. I feel you. It's the honest love. But I'm going to bring one more guy up here, bro. And you guys have a good one. All right. Appreciate y'all for being up here. All right, bro. For sure. Peace. That was nice.
Let's go, this, guy's, this guy's been waiting here for like the whole time, I swear. Yeah, killer. Hey. Um, before you go, let me say something real quick for our Lucra Wager Week. Uh, this show is sponsored by Lucra. Use code Players Choice to get a free five dollars. The barcode's right here for anybody who wants to be a part of it. Have some bets with me and Mars. Have some bets with the players. I mean, wagers with the Players Choice community. Have some fun. You feel me? Chat it up with us. Talk some shit. Uh, you know that's just what we do, bro. On the Lucra, Lucra's a uh, Lucra uh, wager app, man. But Killer Six Nine, bro. What's good, fam? Hey, Set us off man. on a good one, bro. Man, I that. That low debate was fun, man. That debate hey, with low him. was fun. He was hey, killing man. him. You got to go on low nose. You got to go on low nose, man. Uh, you got to. You got to educate people. Yes. Enough, man. You got to. Yeah. So, like, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your both argument in this case? That sports evolve and so does the player and the skill level of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, so like if that's the argument, then I would like to make that clear that the evolution almost happened in every decade. Like like 70s was different than 60s, 80s was completely different than 70s, and 90s was different than 80s, and 2000 was fucking alien planet compared to 90s, especially the early part of 2000s. <laughs> Like, there was a really infamous game of 69-74 Pacers and Detroit game. Shout out to that. And Mm -hmm. that's not even the craziest game. You know what is even more crazier than that? It was like 1947. 1947 or 1949-ish. There was like Minneapolis-Lakers and Fort Wayne Piston game. You know what was the score? 19-18. and Yep. 19 yep. and 18 score game you know in a why? basketball. Do you know why? Yeah, there was no there was no shot clock. That that's, why that, that's why that doesn't count. That's just anything before 1955 doesn't even like if you that, played any basketball before 1955, you don't count. Bob Cousy, you don't count. Yeah, I'm so like my argument, your your argument is that player also get better with time, right? Mm-hmm. If that's the argument, then 2000s as a whole is certainly an evolved version of 90s, right? It's a what? 2000s. Evolved. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it is. It is evolved version. Like, like defensive scheme changed a lot due to introduction of zone. We have think, more yeah. switchable defense. More switchable different like that. Detroit was the switch team in 2000, and Spurs similarly adopt that style. Yeah, the defense. What do you want to say, The defenses in uh, the 2000s mainly became it became so low scoring because of one pace, and then the spacing of the uh, league was like at an all time worst because of the legal defensive rules and the zones that was implemented. Right, so you've seen a bunch of like games not even break 100. Uh, games going to 90 and 80 mainly because of that and then once the 
the league had to adjust and that started the league started adjusting in 2009 or like well the league started adjusting with the Steve Nash league uh, started adjusting moment head check was been the moment head check was when we see 7 second of sun flourishing and similarly mayo started to win a lot of game those mayo team It was the Suns and then the Orlando Magic as well. The Orlando Magic doesn't That Orlando Magic team was light year ahead like Yeah. That Hedo Turkoglu, Rashad Lewis, Jamar Nelson, Michael Petris on the bench. That was nasty team. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I, those were the guys. Those were the guys that were starting the trend of spacing, adding trend, more guys that, on the or adding more guys on the three-point line so that it gives guys like a Dwight Howard to dominate in the paint. and a lot of teams started following suit in the years to come and you and know when this style got got the stamp of approval like stamp of approval that this style work like even when this style was successing and becoming league trend this style was not winning suns always get their ass kicked by spurs routinely orlando got bit stabbed by lakers in 09 You know which team got which team make this style work, the small ball style and win championship through it. It was Miami. Yeah, it was, it was Miami yeah. that success. No, it was Miami. It was Don't, Miami. It was Miami. Yes, it was Miami. Don't do that. It was Miami. My bad. <laughs> yeah, it was Miami. It was Miami. Like you know, like you guys know one interesting fact that before 2012 final began. The favorite were Thunder. Thunders were the favorite to win, not Miami. Like right now, we say that oh, the Thunders were way too young team, but favorites were Thunder before the series. I'm not making this shit up. You can look at the bets out from Vegas. You can look from the Bleacher Report, and you know what their reason was? They have Kendrick Perkins and Serge Ibaka. <laughs> their reasoning was that, like. their reasoning was essentially that that thunder would be too big for heat and that length exactly become their uselessness like mm-hmm. the way heat be, begin the small ball lineup perk become james useless harden, james harden i'm not gonna lie james harden did massively underperform what he was doing in the early that like, was uh, gag job that was end. that was the plan play of harden we know and love Yeah, but, that was the that was the start I, of player father. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When but, I look at that series, I don't think of it more like a mat, like just because they were running like a stretch big. Uh, that's the reason why they won. I look at more in that series, like James Harden, like James Harden in 2011. No, no, wait, in 2012, he was playing really well. 2012, he rounds. had like he was playing really well. Investor conference final. And then in the finals, he was cooking finals, those spurs. He was. He was. My God, finals, like in the finals, he fell off. It was crazy. He sucked ass. He sucked ass. Like I was like shoot threes. I'm like let James Harden shoot three. Don't let ball get to Kevin Durant, and I will live through that. And it sounds crazy today. Yeah, But yeah, yeah, another thing though. Then I have one interesting question for you all. Sports get evolve. Sports evolve with time. Player get better with time. So, is LeBron better than Jordan because he dominated more evolved area? Era. LeBron's the goat. <laughs> LeBron's the goat. Yep, I already said this. Best. LeBron is the goat. 
He's been playing. He's been playing hey, at this man. level for damn near twenty years now. It's like he's the goat, bro. I, I can't. You can't deny this anymore. You just can't. And the thing is, is, like, I'm following your logic, Dub. Like, I'm following your logic. Sports nice. evolve a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, sports evolve. Sports is significantly different in 2010s, the era which LeBron dominated, compared to late 80s to 90s with Jordan dominate. Sports mm-hmm. completely evolve. And, and your argument is sports get better. So isn't LeBron goat? He dominated yeah. the better era. I said, I said LeBron's the goat already. Yeah, LeBron's the goat. Yeah. If yeah, that's the thinking LeBron. process, and you are, uh, we can't, we can't talk about consistent. LeBron James anymore. Though we can't talk about LeBron James. Mark doesn't want to talk about LeBron James though. But yo, I appreciate you being up here though, brother. Appreciate if that, real, if bro. that's your logic, I agree with that. Like, like MJ and Bran, like those two are like so much. Head and shoulder above everyone in God candidate term standpoint. I yeah, agree yeah, with are. that. Tech. I got you, bro. Hey, you be safe, bro. You be easy, man. You have a good one. Enjoy. Hey, Friday, man, it bro. was fun conversation. Yes, sir. See you all later, man. See you later. Peace. Ah, right, let me read off these super chats, man. Thoughts on Walker Kessler being the White Howard. Walker Kessler making it look like Rudy Gobert was just a project product of Utah Jazz system. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe even it though is it's Mars. a different coach, but maybe it is Mars. Maybe it is Mars. Shush. You're welcome. Daryl Smith, where does Dame rank all time as one of the most clutchest players ever? Hmm. In the regular season and first round, he's like top, top, top five, top ten. In the second round and beyond, he's not on the list. So, if you want to balance that out, don't do my man's like that. Stop doing the second round nonsense, bro. Jesus Christ. What does Dame look like outside the first round? I don't care, bro. You got to understand, bro. Like, who did he have? Who did he have? I care. care. When teams could just key in on you, bro, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. He was going up against the Golden State Warriors, which was an elite defense. Uh, The the Pelicans was a great defense with Mm -hmm. uh, Rondo and Drew. Like, come on, bro. That was the first round. I mean, I watched Denver's an elite defense. He cooked Denver. No, 2019, not 2021. 2019. Cook Denver? Oh, no, 2019? No, no, no. He didn't cook Denver in 2019. Okay, but that, is, that an elite, is that an elite defense? Still, bro. Still, he doesn't is have that to an, Is that an no, elite I said defense? no. I said no, but still, bro. Dame, but the majority of cases, bro, he's facing elite defenses, man. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You give him a team with other guys that could challenge the teams, put them on their toes. Because CJ's not that guy. I don't think he was ever that guy. To be a two? Nah, he was never that guy to be a two. Three, maybe. He's only been past the first round, what? Three times? So Yeah, so like, because you got 2014 when he beat Houston. Then he played the Spurs, who are a great defense. Wasn't good. Then 2015, they lost, I think. 2016, they lost in the second round. They beat, um, who did they beat in the first round? Um, 2016? Yeah. 2016, I think they beat the Clippers, round one, I think. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Some, some, some fact. Okay, twenty sixteen. They beat the Clippers. Then they lost. Then he lost to the Golden State Warriors in round two, a team without without Steph Curry for like more than half that series. Um, played played trash in that series. Twenty seventeen, he got swept by Golden State. Twenty eighteen, then he got swept by New Orleans, 
and then 2019, you had the OKC series, and then the second round was mids against Denver. Then the conference finals against Golden State with no KD, he was mid again. Then 2020 was the bubble, but he had the injury, so you can let 2020 slide. That's fine. And then 2021, he lost to Denver, but was great. Like overall, I'm looking at I'm looking at Dame's playoff career. It's not just about wins and losses. Like I've said, I've given my opinion on that. But consistently in the playoffs, yes, he plays elite defenses, but in order to win, you have to play elite defenses. He just doesn't do it outside the first round. Like he he just doesn't. He never has, and I don't know if he ever will because a I don't know if his team's gonna make it, and b I just don't think I just don't think he can. Uh, yeah, that's where I disagree, right? So uh, I look at the teams in which he was going, apart from like the Denver Nuggets, I'll give you the Denver Nuggets, but a lot of teams in which he's going up against, it's easier, it's far easier for them to key in on Damian Lillard uh, when you're playing next to like a CJ. Even the like the offense that they have is like really like Dame and CJ depend- dependent. Like you were talking about Nick McMillan, like my turn, your turn. Mm-hmm. It's similar to that, that the, the team is similar constructed to that best stance where it's my turn your turn my turn your turn so like when you're having a team being on a team like that with not that great of weapons not that great of an offensive uh offensive scheme it's like i expect this to happen for you like portland has been carrying the portland trailblazers for damn near a decade now on his back and it's like come on bro if he's on miami i want him to come miami because if he's on miami bro I, we could make i think we could make the finals I still don't think he'd play great outside the first round. I think he would. I think being on that unit of guys, of uh, 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 offensive scheme that's better than what he had on Portland, you have a Jimmy and Bam that he can lean on as well. I mean, bro, I, I like that team's chances a lot better, and I don't think that he falls. I don't think that he underperforms. But Dame's going to be a guy, I'm not going to lie, it's going to be like Allen Iverson. Somebody just put AI is greater than Dame. They're going to look at that after the second round, and they're going to say the narratives that you had, and then the same way I was defending AI, I'm going to have to be defending Damian Lillard. I, I think AI, AI, I think he is over Dame. Yeah. yeah but they're crazy. going to crucify Dame the, same, Dame the same way. Oh, yeah, maybe. Who's winning the most clutch player award? I'm not going to lie. Bob was right. It's De'Aaron Fox. I'm not going to lie. It's De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> it, it, it is De'Aaron Fox. But, well, listen, that concludes today, bro. We're damn near three hours, bro. Y'all be easy. It was a great time, bro. Anything to say, Mars? Trade James Wiseman. Like, you know how it is. Trade James Wiseman. It's always trade James, James Wiseman. Wiseman. That'll be easy. Remember the bar to Frozen. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>